0: Hello, welcome to Internet Dragons TV. This is going to be an audio-only episode, only because I know that if I put video to it, it'll be flagged most likely by Ubisoft, so I'm not even going to bother. This is going to be our recap of E3, which just finished. It was a fairly exciting E3. We had a lot of questions going in. Some of them got answered, some of them did not. And we've found out quite a bit after. The events as well, where we got information on Twitter and on other sources, back, uh, backroom interviews kind of thing as well. We've been trying to dig in and get as much information so that we can pass it on to you guys. Now, unfortunately, Joe can't make it for this episode. Our thoughts are with him, though, however, and with the family of his buddy who passed away just recently. So that's more important they're taking care of that business. But leaving that behind now, it's going to be Vince and I. We're going to tackle Microsoft, Sony, (laughs) what little Nintendo presence there was as well. We're also going to tackle the big guys, the EA, the Ubisoft, as well as the games that we are most impressed with. So just... Before we even dive into this and before we even address the quite obvious things that happen, especially with Sony here, what did you think about this E3 in comparison to the last few years? I mean, last year was pretty, Yeah, you know, there wasn't that much that was that exciting last year. Last
1: year was a lot of treading water waiting uh, yeah, for the new, new exactly. hardware. Yeah. But this year here, like, how did... It, How do you rank it again looking back the last few years even? This is the most excited I think I've ever been coming out of an E3. Right. Because a lot of the companies, uh, starting with Sony and Microsoft and going out through the the publishers and stuff, have come to realize they can't get away with announcing a game, you know, two and a half years before it comes out anymore. So we're getting games that are at most a year away from release and being actually able to see gameplay and see, you know, in engine graphics and not just pre-rendered videos. It makes us a lot more excited because at least for me personally, you know, I can envision myself playing the game instead of just watching a trailer. Yeah.
0: And of course, this was a massive E3 because, like I said, this was the next gen E3. Now, some would argue perhaps that last year there was a little bit of that. Um, especially because of Wii U. the Wii U, yeah. Which is next gen. We will give it that, of course. But when you're looking at this year, with the big showdown between Microsoft and Sony and the games, and much more so the exclusive titles. This is big this year for this next gen. This is going to be massive. And this is going to determine also not just the consoles, because it's amazing how much people will put up with from a console maker that's you know trying to wring their hands if mm-hmm. the exclusive titles are there that they want to play now of course sony or sorry microsoft has the halo crowd and it has the uh, a lot of the bigger sports games we're going to be seeing as well on we're going to see them on both but microsoft does have its exclusive with the nfl and stuff like that and then we're seeing titles new titles as well that they're announcing for well both of them so the exclusive contracts here are very, very important. And both of these guys coming forward, knowing that they now have to sell consoles, were really pushing those exclusive titles. Mm -hmm. So, like, looking just in terms of exclusives again, without going into specifics, because we'll do that in a moment,
1: how did you feel it fared? Either one of those. I actually think, based purely on software, Microsoft has the better exclusives. But... For me personally, very few of them are ones I would want to play on the other hand. Right. So I, th- I think from a total like lineup, I think Microsoft won the exclusive battle, just not for me personally.
0: Yeah, see, I looking at it as well, it was funny because I watched all of these as well. And uh, I, I was lucky that I, I actually took a vacation day on Monday just to relax and sit down and watch them and take notes. And I watched the Microsoft one and I was thinking there were a few that interested me but there were a lot more that I really did not care about or that weren't exclusives and I'd be able to play on a, on a PS4 mm-hmm. anyways. Um, But then we're watching the Sony one and it's like, I want to play that. I want to play that. I want to play that. So far, I want to play every damn thing that <laughs> they've shown. So for the type of player that I am and, and my son as well, because we were watching this. Like, we religiously were watching during, during supper everything. My wife is so nice. Like, we've got it up on the Apple TV and we're watching it on a big screen and like going through all the pressers and everything. And it's like every single thing that was coming up, I was like, I want to play that.
1: Um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but like, even more importantly, though, while Sony didn't have as many exclusive titles. For a lot of the multi-platform releases, Sony has exclusive content, which is something they've been doing increasingly over recent years. And that's one of the main things that's led me over the last few years to – I used to play almost – exclusively on Xbox. I would only play my uh, PS3 like if it was an actual exclusive, but a lot of those multi-platform games over the last couple of years I've been moving over to PS3 because of the exclusive content they're offering. Yeah,
0: yeah, and we did see quite a bit of that. It was almost as if the developers that went up to show their their titles during the Sony presser, it's almost as if they were told like if if you're not exclusive, like there's going to be some exclusive content, mention it. <laughs> because yeah. if, we want to make sure they know. Okay. So let's break it down. Let's start off with the Microsoft one. The Microsoft one was first thing on uh, Monday morning. And now this was following up <laughs> dismal release of the xbox one there were a lot of problems with that console a lot of things that people had issues with that weren't answered there were a lot of questions even that weren't answered in terms of use games how would we work with sharing and all kinds of stuff region locking and we were hoping those things would be addressed
1: it's nice to have hope
0: yeah Unfortunately, they didn't. Now, what they did do, at least, is talk about games. They know that people were quite upset that there wasn't enough gaming talk at the release of the console, but they figured that they were better equipped to deal with entertainment there and games here. I personally think that was... Wrong choice, and a lot of other people do as well. But it was theirs to make. Now, one of the main things, starting right off the bat, they made it clear because there was a lot of negative connotations in terms of their support of indie developers. Right from the get go, <laughs> they're talking about their support for indie developers,
1: like all two of
0: them immediately. Well, there was a whole bunch later on that they were talking about as well, but they're 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 grouping in smaller dev companies that are going to be working with ms studios kind of thing and so we got a lot of titles that they were talking about that were going to be coming out from smaller companies
1: yeah i I wouldn't exactly call you know remedy or sweary 65 exactly
0: yeah no i know i know uh but apparently they do um and then they started talking right off the bat like i said to you about the exclusives of which if my count is correct in what they said, there was 15 exclusives that they, they talked about, including the their biggest one, which is Titanfall, and we'll get to that later on. Now, they actually started with Konami because they wanted to talk about, uh, they showed the trailer for Metal Gear Solid V, the Phantom Pain. So, this is a Metal Gear Solid in Afghanistan going around. Don't, don't try to make sense out of
1: it. On horse You'll mat. only hurt yourself.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it looked pretty. Right from the get go, we can see you
1: groundbreaking know, horse-based yeah. stealth technology. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I they, actually—they they can still see. There's a guy riding a horse. He just <laughs> it, looks drunk. In my notes, I
0: actually wrote "horsey stealth." <laughs> <laughs> I I picture this like Pixar or Disney horse. On the tip of its hooves, <laughs> sneaking past <laughs> going from tree
1: to tree. Yeah.
0: So this is going to be much more open world, which is something that we heard a ton of during the last few days. Every open is gonna world be is open the new world. 3D. Exactly. That's what it is. Uh Various modes of transport, real time weather. They can do a lot more because, again, the power of the console and because it is going to be they can't always tell a on. Good story.
1: Well, we don't know that.
0: Well, I mean.
1: Whatever. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I I used to be a huge fan of the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Like, Metal Gear Solid 3 is, without any hyperbole, one of my favorite games of all time. And MGS4 was just such an absolute disaster. Like, And, and people still take this series so seriously. I'm like... It, it's gone so far off the deep end. It's it's humorous at this point. Well, they could change it too. We don't know. This sure, This could. certainly did
0: not come off as humous, humorous in any way. I mean, you're dealing with African blood diamonds here and things like that as well. Plus the the heat in Afghanistan and all the the political problems going on in that climate. So there's, it, it has the potential to be decent. I'm not going to play it again because I'm not going to have it. <laughs> an Xbox One, but I
1: mean, well, no, it, it's it multi-platform. Looked, it, it looked decent. Oh, is it? That's yes. right. It's not a. This isn't. A <laughs> that was that was the funny thing on uh, Twitter. You know, Major Nelson. He's he's such a hype machine for Microsoft. He announces Metal Gear Solid Five exclusively for the Xbox One, and people are like, what? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh okay, so from there they again they in between they're talking about the console every once in a while. They were also they, they they wanted to push live and the live gold members, you're gonna get two free games per month. So until the release of the actual Xbox One. Um this they're taking a page right out of PlayStation Plus, a yeah, well, PS Plus PlayStation membership. PlayStation
1: Plus is giving you games you want to yeah, play.
0: exactly. They're giving you a crap load of free games. So they kind of took heart and they're doing that. There was a, a video after that. They were showing World of Tanks. Is really not a game that interests me. I don't know mm. about you. No. Yeah, so frankly, I, it's a game that's on PC. They're putting it on the 360. It's free to play. It's only going to be on the 360. So it really wasn't much there in terms of new um new content for the new console. That said, though, they really did want to push the the fact that there's going to be a lot still coming through for the 360 now. Sony did this as well for the PS3, but we'll stick with this for right now. Um, there's uh, another Dark Souls that's going to be coming out, Dark Souls 2, that's coming up for the 360. Um, that actually... Well, it's coming out for current consoles, yeah, I should again, say. It's, it's not an exclusive. Yeah, I know. Um, it's going to be even harder than the original. It's coming out in the spring of 2014. So obviously there's still some legs to the current console. They, um, I mean, we may as well mention this little bit now because this was in an interview <laughs> with, oh, what the hell is his name? The main dude. Who was there? I can't remember. Uh, it wasn't, no, not Phil Spencer, the other one. They all run together Yeah, after but while. anyways, the, yeah, the, the interview that they had where they were asking them, listen, because the Xbox One will require that always-on connection. It has to check once every 24 hours and basically validate who you are. And they were asked, well, what if you don't have an internet connection? And this guy said, well, then we have a solution for that. It's the Xbox 360. (laughs) So that means anybody who does not have an always-on connection, you're screwed. You can't get this. And they were saying it was funny, too, because, well, not funny, but they were, like, talking also Not intentionally funny. Yeah, really. Like, all these guys that are in Afghanistan in Kuwait and all these places and people who are just on, you know... Uh, subs or different things where they have consoles that they're huge, three hundred and sixty supporters, huge Microsoft supporters playing Call of Duty or whatever kind of thing. They're not going to be able to get an Xbox One. <laughs> they're 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 stuck. They have to continue using their three hundred and sixty. And then it's it's going to be even worse than that. And we'll get to that later on at the end of this. But yeah, this is
1: wow, not a good look.
0: No, uh, moving on. They started talking more about games at this point for the one. And so the first one that they showed was Rise, Son of Home. i uh, sorry, Son of Rome. This is a Roman RPG. It, it looked very pretty. Um, sounded like it had pretty good voice acting. Um, the new Arrow to the Eye. No longer an arrow to the knee, it's an arrow <laughs> to the eye. Um, a lot of kind of bullet time attacks, like Fallout. Incredibly boring to play. <laughs> What I took from this, and it's something that every time I see it in a game now, pisses me off. It's that enemy that's behind you that waits to attack until <laughs> you're done, because it'd be rude to attack you while you're attacking somebody. They're they're all Canadians. All enemies are Canadians. And they'll, we'll just wait. Go ahead. <laughs> when you're ready, you tell me, and then I'll attack. Um, so that's that's what I took out of well, this. Well,
1: if you if you watch this, all the 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 combos and all the stuff, it's all QTE based it's absolutely you hit an enemy twice and a B button pops up above its head yes. and, then, yeah. and then but don't call it a QTE they're executions <laughs> you just have to make sure you hit the buttons right yeah. and and it's like this game actually we first talked about it like 2 years ago they showed it off at E3 back in 2011 as a Kinect game and it was purely connect and this is the, one of the funniest things I, I mentioned this to you last night they were talking you know why did you decide to move from Kinect to you know a full controller based it's like well we were trying to figure out how to get gameplay out of the Kinect. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like all the hands-on impressions I'm reading from people at the show, it's just boring as can be. You, you just follow the button prompts. That's the entire game. Well,
0: the demo they showed, I'm sorry, it's supposed to be epic. It was boring as hell. I mean, the advance on the archers even. Take a few steps, stop, shield. Take a few steps, stop, shield. And it was just everything about it. For me personally, I, wow. I thought it was a terrible demo, a terrible presentation, and it's really not a game that I have any interest in nope. at all. Luckily, it's an exclusive to the Xbox One. Let them have it <laughs> because <laughs> I had no interest. Now the next one you are interested in, however, and that's the uh, Killer Instinct when they oh announced that. Oh my God. Now, that I... being said, before you go in on it, okay? worst friggin' presentation ever. Yes. Dumbest, yes. lamest, And you could tell they actually practiced even the lines of trash talking. And that's not
1: even touching on the whole controversy surrounding it, which is a discussion in and of itself. That just terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah. As for the actual game itself. oh, Oh, my God. Like you should have seen the reactions. People have literally been waiting 15 years for this game. Like the last time this game came out, it was on the Nintendo 64. So ever since Microsoft bought Rare that's all people have been asking who is going to make Killer Instinct who is going to make Killer Instinct. So they showed this off and just everybody it was a collective losing of their minds. It's got that, you know, iconic soundtrack to it. That just, all you needed to hear was a couple notes and like I was running across my store because I was just following the updates on Twitter while I was working <laughs> <laughs> finding my 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 friend. And I was like, "Guess what they just announced? Guess what they just announced?" <laughs> But yeah, the the stage presentation was awful, but they've actually been really smart for how they're marketing the game itself at E3. They actually have, they, they built an arcade cabinet for it and have it set up at like a bar across the street. Where anybody can just come in and play it, because Southern California happens to be where the majority of the professional fighting game community lives in America. So you've had all of these respected members of the community getting to try it out. They've even been bringing uh, demos of it around to you know some of the the studios where they do you know live streams and stuff. I've seen so much stuff of this game from outside of E3, putting it in the hands of the people who will really play it for a fighting game and not just as press coverage. The game itself is incredibly solid. I am so impressed with what they've done with this game. Especially because the the, the developer, Double Helix, they've done literally nothing in their career. They've done crappy movie tie-in games. But when Microsoft picked them to do this game, they gave them free reign to go out and hire people that they needed. And they hired people who have worked on... Pretty much every influential fighting game over the last 20 years, if you worked on it, they were interested in you. So they've put it together. And there's been a lot going around about the actual uh, economic model for the game because when it first came out, they said it was going to be free-to-play. Download the game, you get the, the one character, Jago, and then you have to buy you know all the other characters. And I was like, ah, we've seen free-to-play work so well in any number of games. I just don't think it's right for a fighting game because in a fighting game, you want that whole roster available to you. You know, you want your buddies to come over and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to challenge you. I want to play, you know, with my Saber Wolf. And he's like, "Ah, I don't have Saber Wolf. I need four dollars if you want to play that. <laughs> but they, they did come out and say, no, there, are, there will actually be retail copies of the game as well. You, you can buy a downloadable version with, you know, basically a season pass and have all the characters that they're going to release for that, you know, that chunk of content. Or if you want... The free-to-play is an option. If you're the type of person who's only going to want one or two characters, they're making that an option for you. So I think that's a pretty interesting way to go about it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, again, so long as they're giving the option of choosing one or the other. I mean, if you are someone who just wants literally a couple and you don't care about all the others, then the free-to-play model is actually perfect
1: for you. But I really appreciate that they're doing like an actual proper full version as well.
0: Definitely okay. Moving on from there, uh, Ted Price from Insomniac came on stage and started talking about Sunset Overdrive. Now, this is one of the ones that is unfortunately an exclusive to Xbox <laughs> One because damn, that looked like fun. That was the one that has, uh, uh, it's basically a living world, open world kind of game with crazy parkour, has like these Pixar ish kind of cartoony style to it. Running around the the freaking record record launcher it's
1: weapon Jet set radio meets, you know, Walking Dead.
0: That was awesome. It looked like a blast. Sadly
1: it's an exclusive, but man,
0: did that ever look like fun.
1: Well, if it makes you feel any better, I didn't see any actual gameplay, so Yeah. <laughs> the
0: trailer was very um, It was freaking cool as shit. Um, the other exclusive they announced right after that, of course, Forza. We knew that that was going to be mm-hmm. talked about. Motorsport four, 5. Um, the with the freaking McLaren on the stage. There's only two oh of those in God. the world. <laughs> this one, of course, exclusive as well. I've got Forza 4. I... Friggin', I love Forza. I love racing games, obviously.
1: Um, well, this was an E3 for you. <laughs>
0: man, yeah, really. What's funny, though, is that in each case, I was like, okay, we've got too many. There, there mm-hmm. better be something really cool about this that is going to make me well, want to take this over the others. And each one had their little this that made <laughs> it friggin' awesome. Like this one here, we're seeing how they're using the cloud powered opponents so that you have what they're calling a drive avatar, where the ai is learning your style with every race that you do okay. so that you it can race against other people in a style that would be your own
1: so not only is the connect watching me the game is yeah. learning from
0: me <laughs> yeah essentially it it was it was gorgeous but that being said
1: Every race game we saw this E3 was freaking gorgeous. See, it's something about the start of a new hardware generation because we've seen this every time that that first year you get a million racing games. I guess, you know, if you're the need for speed guys and all that, you have, you know, your physics engine, you have your driving engine. All you got to do is throw a, nice, throw a nice gloss of paint over it and you suddenly have a next gen game.
0: Yeah but again it was all about what are they bringing to the table oh, sure. that the other I'm ones I'm just saying
1: aren't. you know it's it's a lot easier to build a new racing game from the ground up if you already have you know a stable of them that you've worked on yeah, exactly. than it is to do something completely new Yeah yeah but
0: these guys that's what they make they make racing games so that's it makes mm-hmm. sense uh they keep improving on them and in much the same way as needs for speed is fun because of certain mechanics and because it's more open and the the different kind of The feel of a Need for Speed game versus something like a Forza. Forza is much more um, specific tracks and you're watching your time and you're doing different. I like both of those types. There's a time and place to play both those different types of games. So there's always going to be uh, a, a place for a Forza. And this one here is really well done by the look of it. I'm, I'm disappointed I'm not going to get to play this because it does look like it's going to be very well done. Now, that said, though, there's so many other racing games that will fill the niche. <laughs> One of them in particular that I'm freaking batshit crazy for right now. So <laughs> that's fine. Uh, moving on, they did a little bit more talking again about indie dev support and whatnot. They talked about Minecraft on the Xbox. Right? Yeah. Really, Come on, guys. Um, then they talked about... Quantum Break from Remedy,
1: dude. <laughs>
0: this was I one. I still of, don't know what it's about,
1: but I still. I don't want care. Play it, I too. want to play it. Yeah,
0: I, this was one of the ones where I went, God damn it! <laughs> this And, is and awesome. then they
1: they kind of cleared up the the confusion from the the first press event they had, where it's a game and a TV series. Yeah, yeah. but it's freaking awesome.
0: It's going oh, to kind yeah. of blend the two of them. I don't know how much of what happens in one is affecting the other. They kind of made. it I think it it's seem... going to be more of like a
1: concurrent deal. Yeah, I don't know, but in four up. years, when I buy an Xbox One, I'm going to be glad to play this. Yeah.
0: So this here is again kind of playing with time and space and pausing time to like the 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 demo showed someone pausing time and then they go in and they kind of rescue somebody who's about to be blown back. It's it's very hard to know what this is all is about. But they sure piqued my curiosity. It, mm-hmm. it really did look cool. Uh, next up, what did we have? We had... Oh, Project Spark. Now... <laughs> <laughs> this is another one. And that's why there there were a few where I went, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this looked freaking cool as shit. Now, this is... It's basically little big planet but with a lot more power behind
1: it yeah it it's almost like a, a game dev it is a <laughs> level it of control
0: is. yeah i was listening to an interview they were doing with a game dev who was saying like people don't realize like this is a game dev thing like everybody can be making levels and games and stuff and it's done in such a way that even the creation of your little zone your the creatures attacking and all that is well done and fun and it's in that pixar style that is so popular right now, and I'm glad it is because it looks freaking awesome. And then you can use your smart glass device as well if you want mm-hmm. to define the world.
1: This is one of those we're following along, you know, live. People are like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, what? Hey, that's that's kind of cool. Hey, that's really cool. Oh man, this game's awesome. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Just seeing the progression of people buying into it over the course of three minutes was awesome.
0: This is one of the ones that like immediately when he started showing off and I can see the ease with which he was creating his own little part of the world. And I'm going, oh dude, that's, that's going to be friggin' awesome because I, I live off that kind of stuff. My son and I love that. So being able to make levels and include NPCs, give, um, Give personalities and traits to different items, and then create your okay, what's gonna happen? Because people are gonna come in and try to attack your village or whatever. Giving them certain, you know, mechanics. Shit, the freaking goblin dudes were coming on freaking choppers. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was sick. And then turning his rock from a pet into like this massive mech dude. All of it, it was. This was one that I was really, really disappointed that it's an exclusive for for Microsoft because it oh <laughs> I can't this this would replace Little Big Planet for me. That's how awesome this was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on from there, we got a little bit more on uh again, a little bit more on live. They were showing how Rise works again, they went back to it. Um, they were talking about different leaderboards and achievements and videos from friends and again, a lot of stuff going on with with live at this point and how they're 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 working it in with again gold members the one good thing is that at least only one family member has to have a gold membership for everybody to be able to Mm -hmm. take advantage of that. Um, Again, a lot of the live stuff we're going to touch on live a little bit later once we're done talking about Microsoft. But, I mean, yeah, there's some cool stuff that they're changing up with live, but not enough that I really gave a rat's ass. Um, oh, they did announce at this point, too, the uh, partnership with Twitch as well to broadcast. I guess they were mm-hmm. listening when they saw how people were excited about the, PS, or the PS4 doing that. Uh, next up, there was the exclusive as well, Crim- Crimson Dragon, which was this flying shooting game.
1: Another Kinect game we saw two years ago that now no longer uses the Kinect. Yeah,
0: pretty generic kind of, meh,
1: I really... It, it's Panzer Yeah, that, that alone gets a lot of people very interested.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Capcom. Come up and talk about Dead Rising 3, uh, exclusive to Xbox One. This is, this was, it, it looked cool. It was nothing that was that, again, revolutionary either. It's a getting away from zombies, combining things to make different weapons, big open world feel, going to be able to play
1: with other people, things like that. But See, the thing is, they, they kind of pulled a dead space here where the third game is virtually indistinguishable from the first two. Like the first two Dead Rising games had a certain charm and fun to them. You know, yeah, you were slaughtering zombies and it was the end of the world. But, you know, you were putting on giant boxing gloves and punching them. And, you know, it it was goofy. It was fun. This is this was just very generic. Like it was they decided, hmm, we should make Dead Rising, but make it like The Walking Dead.
0: I wouldn't say that.
1: But, well, I didn't say they succeeded. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah.
0: I mean, it looked good. I'm, I'm saying not that was say... what
1: happened in the in the in the office. Yeah, they sat down with the Walking Dead and went, "Let's do that."
0: Yeah. Um. So, anyways, yeah, it's pretty generic.
1: If you like, if you're really
0: head over heels over, you know, zombie games, which a good one. Hey, everybody loves them. But mm, you might like this, but it's no different than anything we've played to date in terms of. Mechanics mm-hmm. behind it. It's very pretty, but uh, next, CD Projekt Red went up to talk about the Re- Witcher Three, which is closing off the trilogy. Huge! This is going to be massive. Free roaming, open world. This is not an exclusive, so it will be available on the PS4 as well. They're they're looking at over a hundred hours of gameplay from what they're calling non-linear quests as well. So it's going to be very open. the uh, The Connect is going to have some voice commands, but they're not talking about swinging your arms like a freaking idiot. (laughs) Uh, And then there's going to be various things with smart glass as well to be able to open your inventory and things like that. Again, if you, if you want to, this is actually one of the games that the more that I heard about it as well, looks like it's going to be very good. Project red. They're good because they listen to their fans as well. And they were saying that here, they listened to what people were saying about two and the difficulties with two and different things. And so they made changes with three so that it is far better and presents a story that even if you didn't play one and two, you can play this and enjoy it. But if you did play the other two, it's a nice closing of
1: that story. Did they make this one actually fun to play? Well, that's a thing. Cuz that's the only thing missing from the first two, but yeah. that's oh, kind the, of an You know what, dude? Thing. I know some people who love I know. The first and I don't two. get it. Yeah. I do not get it. I only played some of it and not all of it, so I'm not going to pretend to
0: be an expert. Um, I fell asleep playing the first one. <laughs> okay. I'm not lying. Next up, we got Battlefield 4. Second Assault they're calling it.
1: This game, I think Second Assault is just the uh the DLC package for it.
0: Is it really? Yeah, so oh, I thought Assault that was the code the name for second, it. Oh, okay. okay. You know, the first right. wave of
1: new maps. So. so, Battlefield
0: 4. So, this game is going to be running at 60 frames per second. Um, of course, they had some tech difficulties right off the get go. <laughs> that was <laughs> funny as hell. Um, but this, the demo they showed there, I was not as impressed with. It, it, sure, it looked great and all that. But I wasn't as impressed with it there. It's when they showed their Siege of Shanghai demo. Later on. So I don't know if you feel like talking about Battlefield 4 now or wait until we get to the EA part of the conversation later and the, talk about the it. The there.
1: EA one was the one they were there. Yeah. We're like jumping out of the building, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll wait. Okay.
0: So we'll wait. <laughs> All that just to say, I, I like Battlefield 4. Like, I, I don't often talk about first-person shooters, but that's because I no longer buy them as often simply because you're paying way too much money for mm-hmm. the single-player campaign. And I, frankly don't like playing the multiplayer all that often because unfortunately that's where you find the dregs of
1: humanity (laughs) so (laughs) even that's giving them too much yeah
0: so i don't tend to i like to play the campaigns and unfortunately i'm not paying you know 60 bucks for eight hour campaign yeah that being said i still do like some and the battlefield games tend to be better for multiplayer simply because it's a much larger group it's not mm-hmm. you know I, I like them better again this was not that impressive I watched this and I said oh it looks good but frankly yeah, not that big a deal <laughs> then I saw the other one later <laughs> so we'll talk about that later. a uh, new game from the sword and sorcery creators no not much to talk about there there was um, what else oh the, the halo dude <laughs> This was the lamest freaking trailer I've seen for a while. Now, this cloaked figure with the, 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 like the poncho and the hood and walking in the desert. And then this massive thing pops out of the ground and the hood comes off and you don't see a head. You see a helmet. Who wears a helmet under a freaking hood? (laughs) Master Chief, apparently. Why was he wearing the cloak to begin with? There's that as well. Oh, this was the lamest freaking trailer but anyways they're working on a new halo again big surprise surprise yeah big you know code words working in cloud powered another one at 60 frames per second even my son was can like,
1: they use that cloud power to come up the good story this time yeah you know because that was sorely missing from the last one yeah again my son's a huge fan
0: of the halo series but even so the last I. one he was and this here it was like <laughs> like, what's what, this is lame. Terrible. Now, they finished off with the big one, which was Titanfall. They kind of talked about it a little bit beforehand. And then they they were ending big. And this is an exclusive to Microsoft. And you want to talk about this one?
1: Yeah. So Titanfall has been really anticipated by a lot of people because it's from Respawn Studios, which is basically the core of the old Infinity Ward that after people got fired, you know, they just went fine. We're going to make our own company. Uh, and Infinity Ward made very good Call of Duty games. I, I, you know, it's Call of Duty kind of has that, you know, cloud hanging over its head, but their uh, entries into the series were actually very good. So I was really looking forward to this. A lot of people were. And I know a lot of people who are really pumped for this, but it's just Still? not working for me.
0: Even after seeing this, they're still excited.
1: Yeah. Wow. Because I'm not going to lie. I am an incredible snob when it comes to giant robots. And I'll admit the stuff they did with like the the actual human characters, like with the the parkour and the jetpacks. I was like, man, that was really fun. That looks like a fun game to play. But what they did with the mechs was the mechs are basically indistinguishable from controlling a normal human character in a game they move like a human character they carry their guns like i've never seen a mech game in, in, where you know you could pick up a gun off the ground and have to reload it like they they at least for me they took everything that's cool about a mech in a in a in a realistic type combat game and threw it out the window like mechs are supposed to be big they're supposed to be bulky they're supposed to have tons of guns and ammo and really be you know a feature on the battlefield and just watching the gameplay every time you turned around one of them was getting schooled by the little guy with the jetpack. like it just for somebody who loves giant robots this did not work
0: you know what i expected because again if you didn't see the video folks these mechs they move as as easily as the humans literally they bounce around they kind of yeah. i was literally expecting one to kind of like do a little spin and like insert you can't touch me music kind of thing <laughs> and and dance to it cuz it <laughs> that's what it looked like it they're, they're like you were saying there's no difference in terms of the gameplay because it's just going to be massive and you're shooting a bigger gun but it has that same feel to it in terms of the movement it was they were just way too freaking agile in in moving around
1: now don't get me wrong you can do a human like you know mecca if it's you know something like gundam but this is a far far cry from gundam yeah i honestly this
0: is again this is one of those titles same as some of the other ones we'll talk about later that they've been really this is huge. going to be huge. They were talking to uh, Michael Pachter about this. and They were saying that the exclusive contract, he figures it was probably about $50 million that Microsoft gave them for potential lost sales with the other consoles kind of thing. And I looked at this and, I thought, and, it, and it wasn't because of any negative opinions about the one. Because again, like I said, some of these other games, I really wish I could play them. So this year, I would have been happy to feel the same way about it. Pfft, not at all. This yeah. this was a generic – this is – okay, so you're soldiers attacking other soldiers or robots or aliens or whatever. You go into mechs. There, it was so generic and bland that I – it meant nothing to me. I was not impressed in the least.
1: Lost Planet did a better job of human-to-mech combat six years ago. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, that's it. I really was not impressed. They ended also with the release date and the price. Coming mm-hmm. out November of this year at 4.99, which didn't really get much of an applause. Now, now comes the interesting part. <laughs> because they did not address use games. They did not address, you know, region locking, IP locking, all kinds of other things. But we found out some stuff later on. Now the region locking for those who don't know, you're not just going to be able to pick up one of these suckers, depending on where you live, when it comes out,
1: some regions are going to have to wait as much as a friggin' year. I'm going to let you tackle this. (laughs) Okay, so when the Xbox One launches at the end of this year, the Xbox Live service is only going to work in certain countries. And, of course, you need Xbox Live service to activate and authenticate your games. So if you don't have Xbox Live, you can't use your Xbox One. There are... I think it was 21 countries that it's going to be available in later this year. Uh, Australia, Austria, Belgium, Brazil, Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Mexico, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Russia, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, UK, and the US. So if you live in one of those countries, you can play an Xbox One. If you live across the border from one of those countries, you are SOL. But there's been so many people asking about it. They're like, what if I live in Poland? Can I drive 10 minutes across the border to Germany and buy one and play it? And their official response is, where is it here? Uh, Basically, you have to wait for the console to be released in your region. It is released in your region. (laughs) Europe is a region. (laughs) Poland is a country. (laughs) I love the quote that somebody
0: put saying, so in Poland, you can make The Witcher 3 for Xbox One.
1: You just can't play it.
0: <laughs> yep. Japan is not getting oh,
1: it. Oh, no, it gets worse. Shanghai. Oh. <laughs> so in case you didn't notice, that's the only thing in Asia is Russia. The only thing in South America is Brazil. And if you live in Africa or the Middle East, sorry. <laughs> and... Yeah, there's a lot of people in, say, Egypt and, you know, Saudi Arabia that like to play Xbox and they can't. And they even go to to address the Asian uh, thing said in the end of 2014. So a full year after the Xbox comes out in the rest of the world, it will be available in Taiwan, Hong Kong, Singapore, South Korea and India. Still no Japan. Now, admittedly. (laughs) I think there are 12 Xbox 360s in all of Japan to begin with, but come
0: on. Actually, <laughs> it kind of, it it wasn't always sold, it didn't always sell well in Japan, but it did build over time, the 360, and they did have a decent base there, not anywhere near what Sony is, of course, but they did sell quite a few consoles still there. I mean, but it, but this is one of those where you have to look at the map and I actually have the uh, the image that was put out for where they're going to be. So I'll put that in the show notes. Go to uh, internetdragons.tv, look for this this uh, episode, and then you'll be able to see the picture. It's funny because it shows where they, you'll be able to play at launch for the Xbox One and then for the PS4. And PS4, it's just the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> and the Xbox One is just a few green square map, spots on the map kind of thing. But But yeah, like even not... At best... You're going to have to wait a year, at best, wait a year to be able to to play this.
1: <laughs> I I I think they're trying to go bankrupt. That's really the only thing I can think of for this incredible string of stupid decisions. And that wasn't
0: the worst of it. They they were asking a variety of questions on Twitter. Of the support as well. And they were asking to, can you confirm that the Xbox one can be resold via third party after it has been used? Not a game people, the Xbox one. And the reply was, we do not have any information on that. Not of, of course you can, which should have been the answer. (laughs) It was a, we don't know. What? So you're telling me that I won't even be able to sell My Xbox, well, I won't have one. Theoretically, if I had one, I would not (laughs) be able to sell it even. One of the best quotes on NeoGAF that I found, because there's some of these threads are hilarious and and friggin' long and get a bunch of these. The best quote was, oh, come on, what is next? The goddamn console gives you herpes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so that is... So do I need a contract from Microsoft to give herpes to somebody else? Yeah, really just to (laughs) loan it out. There's
0: a, there's a really good uh,
1: page on GameSpot as well, where
0: they're asking people to tweet their allegiance to either the Xbox or the PS4. And so the, their map is colored based on the support and where they're getting the support. I I think I sent you the link. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for folks as well. And, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty hysterical. They've actually got
1: quite a I've few i I've actually got a better one. Oh, yeah? <laughs> On Facebook, uh, the Amazon Video Games, they had the Facebook account, it just has a very simple poll, PS4 or Xbox One. Currently, the PS4 has 23,376 votes. Xbox One has 1,331. <laughs> yeah. Well, this tweet one has uh, 30,500
0: to 8,000, which I'm surprised it even has that much. Really surprised
1: the Xbox and w- has And when you that. showed it to me, like, the vast majority of people voting for the Xbox One were all in Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah. I don't think they realize they're not going to be able to play it. Yeah, they they can't play it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, let's move okay. away. Yeah, please. <laughs> move away and let's talk about Sonic. Now, in between, there was actually an EA conference and a Ubisoft, and we'll get to that after, but... Let's do the big boys first. So Sony was next. We're gonna anybody who saw the conference already knows basically Sony won E three this year in the span and of the last year. And, five and retroactively minutes, last yeah. year. In the span of five minutes at the end, Jack Trenton won the internet.
1: <laughs> I think he could be president.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that being said, so he wanted to start off much the same way that they started off at Microsoft and saying, listen, we're still supporting the PS3 and the Vita as well. We haven't given up on the Vita. And that's something that was important because people were really saying, we we want to know a lot more as well about the Vita. Don't freaking ignore that. It's important for people like myself too, who put money down. I want to know that they're still developing for it and it's good to hear that they are. Um, Once again, too, with the the um, PlayStation Plus membership that I have, I literally now, (laughs) I couldn't put the last free game last month because the hard, the the, the memory card is full and I've got the (laughs) biggest memory card for it. And it's full of games that I've gotten from the free games and the ones that I've bought that were on sale. So again, don't let people knock the Vita too much folks. It is worth it, especially if you have a PlayStation Plus Plus membership, which The one downside with that, which I don't personally see as a downside, but you will need with the PS4, a PlayStation plus membership to play multiplayer. Now that's something that Xbox has done forever with Xbox Live, but now it's being imposed for this year. I don't have a problem with it based on the fact that I know how many free games we get with it. So I don't mind. The only thing... That I might have a problem that I would really like clarification on is if you only need one family member to have it for everybody in the family to have the benefits, or if I'm going to have to buy a PlayStation Plus membership for my son as well once we get the PS4. Mm-hmm.
1: So I think it was just a more matter of kind of the way they almost sort of snuck it in. Yeah, like because it's it's it is a big policy change for Sony. It's something they should have you know specifically mentioned instead of kind of covering and passing. But I mean, I've played for Xbox Live Gold for years. Uh, no longer. No. <laughs> I have canceled that. But, and I finally, Sony is willing to take my money. So I've had my PlayStation Plus account for a few months now, and it's glorious. So oh, it is. I mean, you, you're going to get your money back <laughs> in space.
0: <laughs> well, j- literally, I was telling you, I turned on... Uh, my my PS3 the other day because I hadn't yet gotten caught up on all the the PlayStation Plus freebies and whatnot and there was some that had just come out and I'm downloading Uncharted three I'm downloading Kill uh, Enemy Within I'm down XCOM which is relatively new I'm downloading uh, Little Big Planet carding and there was oh uh, DSX Human Revolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: like all free boom how is anybody making money off of this how is anybody complaining anyway and then and then one other very important thing to point out though is they're not gating off any other services with ps plus like on xbox live if you want to watch netflix you need the gold subscription that's not a factor on playstation yeah
0: yeah so they were talking like i said about the ps3 and the vita first they were talking uh about um like there's the Batman Arkham Origins game is going to be coming to the Vita as well. We're actually going to talk a little bit more on that later, just when we talk about Arkham Origins as well. There's a counter-spy, A Destiny of Spirits, The Killzone Mercenaries, The Terrorway card from the makers of Little Big Planet, which looks fairly interesting um there's also a bunch of uh, remastering different games for the vita like flower god of war different ones final fantasy 10 and 10 2 and also the walking dead is being brought to the vita as well especially good to know because of the 400 days that's coming out shortly there's going to be a bundle this summer with the walking dead uh, a walking dead bundle that's going to have the first season of the tv series the only thing worth watching and even then (laughs) and 400 (laughs) days uh but we will talk about walking dead a little bit later on but i mean we're looking at for the ps3 as well they mentioned they didn't spend too much time but that's because coming out now like next week the last of us tomorrow for us insane friggin' reviews that game. Uh Puppeteer as well, which looks very interesting. Uh what else do we have? We had oh rain. Dude, that game it looks amazing. That's the one where (laughs) you can't see the little ghost kind of thing except when they're in the oh yeah. Beyond two souls, another game that looks Amazing. Here we have a a completely
1: different game than we saw last
0: year. Yeah, we got a new trailer, so more information about it shows her working in the freaking CIA. (laughs) It was patched crazy, looked like a ton of fun. We also saw the Gran Turismo 6, which again, new engine, lots of toys, and it's coming for the PS3, not for the PS4. So there's still a lot going on for this console, so you're still going to have a lot to to play on if you're waiting to pick up your, your PS4. Yeah. Um, what are we looking at first? Okay, so yeah, there was the, the Batman Origins. Like I said, I want to talk about that later simply because... Oh, I So much love. Okay, so much love. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a little bit. That one's coming out on October 25th. Um, we'll get to it later. They did... Only a little bit of talking, which I was surprised about Grand Theft Auto 5. I, unless there were some other videos that I didn't see, although I kind of scavenged around quite a bit, there really wasn't much. We're talking about an exclusive bundle. And headset, yeah, I think but
1: the exclusive bundle is really the extent of it. Yeah.
0: Um, and that was it. So again, he wanted to stress strong lineup for the PS3 for the rest of the year, not giving up on it by any stretch of the imagination. Then it was time to talk about the PS4. Actually, then it was time to show... The PS4. (laughs) And I got to tell you, and and like I said before, I mean, it's a box. That's what they, all they are. The the Xbox One sure as shit is a square box. Um, I kind of really dug the design of this. I thought it looked really, really sleek as hell. Yeah, it's a box. Yeah. Did you see the image that showed all of the consoles without the Wii one's Side by side, so you could see how big the
1: PS4 actually is. It, the PS4 actually, either the image that I saw made the PS4 look bigger than I thought, or it made the Xbox One look an awful lot smaller. Than oh I no, thought. no!
0: Okay, I'm gonna actually, you know what? As we're talking, check your uh, aim. I'm sending you the image. The uh, and I'll put the image for folks in the show notes. The PS4 is freaking tiny.
1: That is not
0: a big console at all. So this is going to be nice, small beside your TV. Yeah, that's the
1: one I was talking about. It, I don't know the, and not, that's nothing. against the PS Four. Just the Xbox One seemed a lot bigger than that, and when I, when they showed it off.
0: Oh, okay, I see what you mean.
1: No. yeah, the, the PS Four looks about right compared to the three hundred and sixty and the PS Three. Just yeah, it's tiny. Uh, the Xbox One looked an awful lot bigger. Well, that's pretty big, dude. Like that's yeah, know, up against. But I'm I am saying, at least in my mind, it's bigger than that. Oh um, no, no I, well, that's pretty big. No that's joke still
0: it's course. it's bigger than the uh, the three hundred and sixty. Yeah and and like i mean that the legacy ps3 that we seen that image that's a big console i've got one it's sitting underneath <laughs> my tv so it's going to be even bigger than that bulkier so the ps4 is yeah gorgeous absolutely gorgeous so there it was they showed everybody what the hardware looks like time to move on then to um to well here is where they actually They did the same
1: goddamn thing that Microsoft did. They had to talk about movies and the video unlimited and the music limited. People made such a big deal out of this when it was going on. It was eight minutes out of a two-hour presentation. And it actually makes sense for Sony to do it because Sony has an in-house movie studio. Yeah, Yeah, but this whole
0: bullshit of... Games tailored to, or movies, oh yeah, movies tailored, tailored to, to gamers. gamers. What
1: does that mean? Yeah, that, I don't what, what the hell is that? Yeah. I don't know, because I like some very weird movies. <laughs> really? <laughs>
0: um, okay, so anyways, let's start looking at some of the titles that they talked about here. Um, they were talking, they said they were going to be, there's over 40 titles in development for the PS4 right now. There's going to be a ton of new ones. The first one they showed off from Santa Monica Studios was The Order 1886. My God, I was
1: freaking (laughs) jaw dropped. I'll let you tackle this, but (laughs) you actually had to remind me halfway through the presentation that this was in game. Yep, this wasn't a pre-made video. This was all rendered in the game engine and it looked ridiculous. Like, oh, my God. So it's takes place, obviously, in 1886 in London. And as they've explained, it's uh, right around the end of the uh, the Industrial Revolution. So they're very careful not to call this steampunk, but what they're using here is more advanced than steampunk. And basically, the order has been battling, and not just the order, all of humanity has been battling this mysterious force that they haven't revealed yet for generations. And it wasn't until the Industrial Revolution and that big leap in technology that they've finally been able to gain a foothold and you know protect themselves from these mysterious enemies. So we come in and we see London with these huge airships overhead these zeppelins massive. Oh my god that is, it was like in Star Wars when you see you know the the spaceship fly by and you're like man that's big and then the star destroyer flies by <laughs> it was the same feeling. So we have these four you know characters the order as they're known and they're just going by in their little carriage until their freaking the the driver just gets Whacked, and they come out, and there's just these weird shadowy monsters looking kind of werewolfish. I, I yeah. don't know yet, but I was getting um, you know World of Warcraft vibes from it at that point, point. and like okay, and then they just start whipping out pistols, machine guns, napalm launchers, Tesla rifle. What was what? What did I just see? <laughs> did you watch the
0: interview with the devs later on?
1: I didn't I read an interview, I didn't watch. Okay,
0: see I watched a few. Now these guys here, they're very, very tight lipped. Very tight lipped in terms of just how much they can say, which is not a hell of a lot. But they were saying that this is a a title that actually they've been planning for a great many years. Two thousand ten. But the reason that it's taken this long is they were waiting for when the consoles would be powerful enough to do what they want them to do and to present a game where there's no seam between gameplay and cinematics. It's going to be completely seamless so that it's this amazing experience going forward. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, dude. And in terms of what you were saying, too, like the, the location and stuff, they were saying like this is like an alternate reality kind of thing, an alternate Mm -hmm. London of that time. And like with the weapons, they were saying like in that alternate timeline, like they've used the resources differently to come up with those weapons, but they made sure that they chose weapon, like resources for their guns and all that, that was available at that time and being used, Mm -hmm. just kind of crafted differently to create Due to necessity, the weapons that they have, which those freaking weapons
1: were sick. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that really sets this over the top for me personally, as you saw at the beginning of the trailer, it had a quote from La Morte Arthur, which is, of course, you know, the tale of King Arthur. And the main character that you play as in the game, he was the one that had the Tesla rifle is what I'm calling it. I don't care what it's actually called. <laughs> His name is Galahad, who's, of course, you know, one yeah. of the knights of the round table. So if they're somehow parlaying that into, you know, being the foundation for the order and, you know, the order is, you know, the descendants of the knights of the round table, that takes it to another awesome level for me. Yeah, yeah. This
0: was, even though we didn't see a lot, uh, and it's because the game isn't coming out for a while yet.
1: Yeah, it's it's a next year game. Yeah,
0: it's next year and it's going to be PS4 exclusive, which made me so happy, so <laughs> happy. But uh even though we didn't see that much, the little bit that we saw with the interviews that I saw, wow! This title has me very excited. If if yeah. it's anything like what it's shaping up to be and seems to be, wow! I oh my god! I, this is day one <laughs> purchase and playing. Like this is this is the type of game that you call in sick for, folks. <laughs> that's that's what this <laughs> is. Uh, moving on from there, we got Killzone Shadowfall, um, PS4 exclusive again. So they had the uh, tease trailer here. They, in one of the interviews, they were saying how it's kind of inspired by like Cold War Berlin with the wall and things like that in the different zones. Um, I don't know if you're much into the Killzone games, if you care.
1: As I mentioned, we did the PS3 thing. It's a very, very pretty generic shooter. Yeah. So it looked, it looked
0: amazing. I, I'm curious to see more, but there's so many other shooters that have me much more mm-hmm. interested at this stage. Uh, Next up, they were talking briefly about Drive Club, which we talked about it before. If you listen to our PS3, uh, or sorry, PS4 episode, we talked about that. Yeah. (laughs) Now, the good thing about this, though, which we found out later on when they were talking about the PlayStation Plus membership, is actually once uh, the release comes out for the PS4, you're going to get Drive Club for free if you're a PS Plus
1: member. Sort of. The PS Plus version of Dry Club it doesn't have all the features. Of the really? Retail copy oh, yet. I didn't hear that. that. You have all the game content, but not all the cars and other stuff.
0: Okay. Well, that's not too bad. I it's mean, free. still, it's free. Plus, it's free. you can just. Are they going to give you the option through like DLC to pick up the other uh, stuff?
1: That's all I know so far.
0: Okay. Still, cool. Not as cool as I initially thought, but still cool. Yeah. So um, we got another trailer for Infamous Second Son. This was funny because I was talking to Joe. He was watching it as well at the same time as I was. And uh, as the video's going on, he had missed the, the first bit where it shows it's infamous. And he was like, holy crap, this like fun. What the hell is this? And I'm going, this is infamous, buddy. When you saw the trailer last time, you weren't interested in the yeah. least.
1: But this trailer? Oh, yeah. this was yes, Seeing actual gameplay this time has me very interested. Well,
0: more of the story, too. Actually, mm-hmm. finding out more of what's going on and that it's the sun here and stuff that's that's getting these abilities. This was very cool.
1: Yeah, and more importantly, uh, I don't even remember the guy's name, but his powers seem a lot more interesting than Cole's were yes. in the first couple games. With yeah. you know, him was just like you know the electric stuff, but seeing him teleporting around and the flying up into the air and the the, the flaming chain whips, like it, it does look pretty damn cool. Didn't you get a prototype feel when you were watching that though? Well, that's always been a comparison. Yeah, but even but more so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So it, it it does look like it's going to be a lot of fun. So again, folks, yeah. Next up, we had, again, Knack. They're really pushing this, mm-hmm. uh, especially because one of the guys is, you know, a developer for the hardware and stuff. So they're pushing that here. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it looks like it's going to be fun, but it's definitely not an exclusive that I'm that interested for myself. No. Uh, and then what are we talking about here? Oh, then they had the, the tech demo from quantum dream <laughs> of the dark sorcerer, <laughs> which showed this crazy friggin' old sorcerer. And we had seen the head when they had been showing that at the, uh, the announcement of the release of the PS4. And so here we get full on sorcerer going nuts. And then the outtakes, it was
1: brilliant. Yeah.
0: If they're wrapping a game around this kind of thing and that the game is going to have this weird type of sense of humor as well, I'm there. That'll be a blast to play. If they take it too seriously, maybe not. It'll look pretty, but maybe not. But if it has this sense
1: of humor, oh, that's going to be a blast. I'm still not convinced it's an actual game. I still think it was just generated to be a tech demo.
0: Why would they invest that much time in the assets and all that, though, unless they were planning on using it?
1: Show off the power of the PlayStation. Yeah,
0: possibly. Uh, next up, we got our buddies Amir and Greg from Supergiant Games go up yes. to talk about Transistor. Uh, they actually showed in-game demo and uh, and a trailer as well. This is a game that I know you, you're probably in the same boat as I did. As soon as it was announced before, it was like I'm all Day one. It. Yeah, definitely. They've, you've got what, my money, guys.
1: What's real cool here is, uh, you know, of course, uh, their first game, Bastion. Uh, Microsoft was responsible for helping them get that out on the uh, Xbox Live Arcade. It was, you know, their big Summer of Arcade game that year. And we had to, well, not we, because I bought it on Xbox, but a lot of people had to wait. I think it was, what, six months before it was available on PC? It took well. Yeah. Whereas they've said, you know, Sony's just so happy to have us. It's coming out day one on both PS4 I guess PS3? I don't know. I'm assuming PS4 and PC. Yeah, it's not coming out until next year. So, they're they're not limiting their indie devs at all the way yeah. Microsoft has. Yep, yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: next up, again, with the indie developers, the guys who brought us Shank and Mark of the Ninja, we got Don't Starve. Now, that game has actually mm-hmm. been out for a little while, um, but now it's going to be released on uh, is it this was a PS4 one too was it not yeah I think yeah. everything
1: is PS4 yeah, or at, at least aimed stage, at yeah. PS4
0: yeah and then we got uh, Mercenary Kings we got Secret Ponchos a western ARPG kind of thing which that looks looked cool yeah it did, it did. Um, Raised Dead uh, a stealth action puzzler <laughs> did you see the trailer for Octodad
1: I've seen Yeah, you know, Octodad's been you know an internet phenomenon for years so <laughs> dadliest catch
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's not really a PS4 kind of next gen kind of game. It's quirky as hell and it looks like it'll be fun depending on the price. If it's not too much, it's a little indie title. I'm all over it. It just mm-hmm. looks like it's gonna be crazy enough that it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, there was also Oddworld, uh new and tasty. They're they're remaking that. That again, another one. If it's not too much,
1: yeah, you got my money. I remember playing the first one on the first PlayStation, so, you know, it yeah. comes around full circle. Uh, all exclusive to the PS4. And then we got Square Enix Go Up,
0: and they showed off the trailer for Final Fantasy Versus 15. And then well, you see, that's
1: – I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to jump in here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, for years and literally years, I think five, six years, they've been showing us trailers for Final Fantasy Versus 13 and you know they had the whole Final Fantasy 13 family uh, the Fabula Nova Chrysalis, they were calling it and we had you know Final Fantasy 13 Final Fantasy 13 2 and they had planned all these other games to to work around it and of course one of them was Final Fantasy Versus 13 not even to get started on the goofiness of the name <laughs> and um, they've just people have been asked it's been years and we still haven't seen anything from this game so i thought it was really cool they show off the trailer and everybody's just bored like yeah that's another trailer for this freaking game we're never gonna see and then at the end they even square enix and kind of that you know self-referential humor they shattered the the title and it's like it's no longer Final Fantasy versus thirteen. It's just straight up going to be Final Fantasy fifteen. They've decided just to make it its own game and its own entry into the series, which of course makes a lot of people more interested because Final Fantasy thirteen wasn't very well received by a lot of members of the community, yeah. myself excluded, because uh-huh. I loved it. Did you watch the extra gameplay footage of this as well? I know. I didn't know there was
0: gameplay footage. Yeah, there was some gameplay footage. Actually it was fairly long as well. The no. game exists? Yeah. I I wasn't as impressed. I yeah. I watched it and it was like yeah, it looks pretty, although the freaking stopping the bullets with the twinkles all around him, little sparkle stuff, it was I found that a little distracting. And I again, it wasn't something that I really thought that I was that interested in. So. Okay. Um <laughs> man, Kingdom Hearts 3 though. Oh dude, my god, I could hear Joe squealing
1: all, all the way in Florida. Dude, my freaking son was like, "Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I I I love Kingdom Hearts, but I mean, Kingdom Hearts two was a long time ago, and that was the last one I liked. So yeah.
0: Well, this has got a lot of people still excited, so it's
1: gonna be it's gonna be cool to see that they they have to throw in a Marvel crossover. <laughs> uh, well, have, have you seen? Um, there's somebody posted a picture of Mickey meeting Deadpool. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's
0: hilarious. I didn't see that. That's funny.
1: Uh, next up. Ubisoft
0: took the stage and they talked about Assassin's Creed 4. We're actually going to touch on that later. So we're going to pause and we'll go back to that later because there's quite a bit to be said there. What was interesting is that you're going to actually be able to play, if you want, as the Vita character in the PS4 version, if you want. So that was kinda cool. I think
1: that's only for select missions though. Isn't it? Probably, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But okay. still. Uh,
0: next up was Watch Dogs, which again, Watch uh-huh. Dogs is one of those titles that was huge last year, and it's still every time they're releasing more information, just as friggin' cool. So here was an actual new demo they were showing where he had to escape the cops kind of thing, showed him controlling the various electronic elements, but also uh, being able to tell like when somebody was going to snitch them out kind of thing and hacking the the cameras to finish different quests, how you can ask for help from mobile players, people on their tablets. (laughs) Dude, that was freaking awesome. This was, again, it's one of those, you would think that by this point it's getting oversaturated. No, everything they're bringing out is just making people want it more
1: cuz it's right around the corner
0: too. Hey, dude, very very soon. Again, we might touch on that a little later on. I can't
1: remember how much was more was said during the Ubisoft, but uh, uh, not much more during Ubisoft, but I actually did get a lot more uh, okay. extra information for it. So,
0: okay, well we'll touch on it a little bit later on during the Ubisoft anyways. Then they went and talked about some sports, don't care. The next though, they freaking talked about Elder Scrolls online which is going to be coming out spring of 2014. There's going to be a beta that'll be exclusively available to the PS4 first, um, but that's obviously not for a little while yet because it is out right now, the beta for the PC you can try, and they've got people playing it right now. Now, there was actually, again... Afterwards, there was an interview where they were talking to um, the game director, Matt Fior, and we got some interesting information. Not a ton, but some interesting information. So it's going to be, um, they're, they're separating the console and the PC players so that there isn't an advantage from one to the other. You're not all going to be in the same game world. They want basically a level playing field for both. They're offering, which anybody who's seen the demos has seen, the the, the the Elder Scrolls first-person view, which is not how you normally play an MMO, but they're going to be offering third-person for those who aren't used to that. But if you've played any Elder Scrolls game, you'll want to play it
1: first-person. Per that's that's how it's supposed to be played. The sto- I'm, I'm very specifically not paying any attention to this game. Because you're going to be getting it or you don't care? If I start paying attention to it, I'm going to be getting it and there goes the rest of my life. (laughs) Yeah, really.
0: This is taking place a thousand years before Skyrim. So there's no empire yet. The factions are literally forming. He was saying like, it's a time of chaos. You're going to have free roam of like the entire continent. There's going to be some original stories that will still have callbacks to the current stuff with the games and whatnot. They're, uh, and they're... Keywords, of course, committed to keeping it going for a long time and whatnot. They did not even touch on the business model because they're not at that point yet. I'm really hoping that they're developing it with free to play in mind because if you switch it part way, you're you're screwed. From the get-go with it, go with it and you'll be much better off. So looks free
1: to play, I may look at it. Oh, yeah.
0: They, they were saying, though, because this is a thousand years before Skyrim 2, this is a time when there were no dragons. So they were talking about some of the other bosses that they're putting in to make it just as interesting kind of thing. So it's going to be cool. And it's going to have, like, full day and night cycles and things like that. So, like, they're harnessing the power of the PS4 for this. And it's funny mm-hmm. because up until this point, had you asked me, would you rather play this game on console or on um on on a, a PC and you know I'm primarily a PC player after seeing this I'm I'm actually leaning towards the PS4 for this. Wow. Yeah. It it looked that good. And like I I played Oblivion on um on the three sixty actually the entirety mm-hmm. of the game and loved it. Even though I'm I like Morrowind had been played exclusively on PC and Skyrim, I played on PC though. And still haven't finished that damn. <laughs> uh, next up, they talked about Mad Max. This came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Literally, literally nowhere.
0: nowhere. Uh, why don't you talk about the trailer?
1: I it started off and everybody was just looking at it and everybody thought it was fallout because yeah, you know, that traditional Mad Max look of, you know, the, the, you know, the shoulder pad and stuff. That's how, a lot of the characters looked, at least in the first two Fallout games, when you could see your own character. That's how the player character looked. So everybody thought it was Fallout, and they were like, oh, okay. And they even had you know, him seeing the, the bandit or whatever lying there, pulls out his shotgun, looks, you know, sees he only has one shell left. I'm like, that's, that's a very Fallout thing, you know, conserving ammo and stuff. And then Mad Max. It flashes up on the screen. Everybody goes nuts. And then in a true Mad Max way, he just gets back in his car and runs the guy over instead of shooting him.
0: Did you watch the interviews with the devs after for this as well? No. Missed that one too. <laughs> okay. What's cool here is that what he was saying is that he this is a standalone game. This is like the characters inspired by the movies, but it has nothing else to do with the movies. So Fine. you can play this. This is how I want it. Where you're playing the character, but you don't have to worry about the movies and things like that. It's going to be open world. Vehicle and vehicle combat is extremely important in this game, so that's where it fits in with him using the the, the car to run him over instead. You're going to be able to build your own cars, kind that's of thing. That's all I want. Modifications on I want. it, yeah. Uh, there's a, a very good car combat physics engine kind of thing that they're working on. So different cars will handle differently for different combat kind of thing. And then, um, so, and and depending on what modifications you make, that will also determine how the combat goes. This has the potential to be a really, really fun game. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then this is where Trenton may as well have just freaking dropped the mic after he was done and (laughs) walked off stage. They are going to support used games. Everything that you, basically, you can you can share, you can buy used, everything.
1: Insert the, hilarious video
0: here. I'll put the video in the show notes that they made of how to share a video. Although, by now, if you haven't seen it, I'll be amazed. But the link will be there anyways. It's... It, it, one of the things that they were saying... Talking All to they were missing was two middle fingers. Yeah, The uh, different analysts were talking about it and saying that like, the smartest thing that Trenton did at this point when he announced it is he let the audience keep clapping. Mm-hmm. And people were saying that the room, there was a lot more just fans and not just media there as well. And they were saying it; they can't remember the last time they've ever heard a room go that loud in their cheering, standing up ovation. And he just let it go for like a minute. Just because l- so
1: many times in these presentations, you know, they say something they think is important and they give that really awkward pause because they're expecting people to clap and nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> this was so, the exact opposite. Yeah,
0: this just kept going. And then he was talking about the loaning of the games too. And then again, don't need to always be connected. Don't even need to be connected no need to check in you want to keep your system off of the network you can do that and you won't have any problems whatsoever so i mean again at that point it, it it was 5 minutes in that 5 minutes
1: he won e3 just right there and it's it's kind of a sad state of affairs though where all sony had to do to be the heroes was nothing
0: <laughs> was not impose draconian all, all they had measures. to do was maintain the status quo. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is and it's not because we are at a fairly pivotal point with DRM and with mm-hmm. publishers really trying to get their hands in whatever coffers they can. So I mean it is a point where they took a stand to say, no, we're not doing it. And so it's not just about not doing anything. It's a taking a stand against uh, uh, no doubt a lot of pressure from the developers. Now, that being said as well, this is kind of a tricky thing here because he's saying they won't impose any, but then in an interview later, he was saying too, they're not going to be telling third party developers how to go about their business for if they want to try to impose some sort of DRM. So you may still be coming across something depending on the publisher's on the PS4, just not something that's first party or exclusive kind of thing, depending on what it is for the PS4. Yeah. So, uh, they were talking about expanding the PlayStation plus membership, how it's going to carry over from what you currently have. So basically your it's not going to be a different membership you'll need. Your one membership will be PS3, PS4, and your Vita. Didn't need to hear any more than that. Thank you very much. That's, that was phenomenal. So,
1: that was And the, no increase in price. No, either.
0: yeah, yeah. So it, it's just a phenomenal service. Now, they announced the price later. They actually kind of bounced around. This was not at the very, very end. They also talked about uh, Destiny as well. We're actually going to tackle Destiny in a little bit, though. First, we're going to tackle Nintendo and a few other things. But we will talk about Destiny. Destiny had a very, very strong showing at the PS4 um uh, presser, but also on its own during other interviews, We're not going to touch too much on the cloud based Gaikai service as well, just to say that they're still working on it. It's going to be, it sounds, if it's everything that they're saying, it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it, but it's one of those I'm holding judgment until we actually see it in action. Yeah. Finally, most importantly, yet again, drop the mic, walk off the stage, Jack. Price for the console a full hundred bucks cheaper. $399 available holiday of 2013. $399 is a great price. It's important to note for that. You're not getting the camera, which they no longer call the eye. The camera will be available separately for 59 bucks if you want it. And here's what's important too. Again, Jack was interviewed later on and he was saying, it's not going to be required, but if you want it and you buy it separately, it will actually add a lot of functionality for a lot Mm -hmm. of other things. Nintendo's not doing that with the Kinect. And that's what they should be doing. And that's and what they do. That's
1: with. the difference maker. Yep. How much would the Xbox One cost without the Kinect? Yep. It I guarantee it would be about a hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah. So,
0: anyways, phenomenal presser all around, especially looking not just at the console stuff that won but even just all of the game stuff. Mm -hmm. Because again, I haven't even talked about the Destiny stuff. We'll touch on that in a bit because I want to touch on it later, including some of the information we got later. The Destiny stuff that they talked about there, oh my God. Now Destiny is not going to be just on the PS4. It's actually going to be available on (laughs) everything. It's going to be, well, I shouldn't say everything, not necessarily Nintendo stuff, but it's going to be on 360, Xbox One, PS3, and PS4,
1: and high-end, they even said high-end PCs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So. so here's the interesting thing you know, Thinking back to when we first talked about The PlayStation reveal And you, know, you asked me straight up you know, Would you buy a PS4 yep. And my response was I never buy a console when it first comes out Sony did such a great job of getting me excited, not necessarily for the PS4 specifically, just with all the games they showed off, both PS3 exclusives and multi-platforms, they got me very, very excited, specifically just for the next generation of console hardware. So once they started dropping all the bombs about, you know, the no DRMs and this and that, I opened up an Amazon page. (laughs) You know, there it was listed on Amazon, but, you know, not available for order because I didn't know anything yet. And I saw Destiny I was getting more excited the minute they announced the price. Like that was what I said in my head if it's below $400, I'm in. The instant they announced the price, I started F5ing the page. <laughs> and as soon as it came up as available for pre-order, I clicked and I am now in day 1. Yeah.
0: If it had been available on the amazon.ca, I would have done the same. I actually I haven't checked if it is now. It might very well be now, but I
1: was I checked on the CA. I heard somebody what... saying that Tuesday morning it was already sold out on CA.
0: Oh really? Oh, that's funny. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'll I'll be getting one day one, one way or another. There's other
0: shops that'll have it. I will be getting one. It's a it's a foregone conclusion. I've already won, the wife. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is a, a purchase, and they did such an amazing job. And it's funny because the more we heard about the one over time, especially afterwards with other interviews and other things and all that, it was a, it was a matter of not only am I, I'm not ambivalent about it. I, I don't want one. I literally don't want one to hook up and play, even though there are a couple of titles I'm, I'm very excited for. It's just, it would take a lot to sell me on that console now. And and it, it'd be damn hard to sell me. I just It's got a, a negative connotation to it now. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to Nintendo. Now, as bad as freaking Microsoft was here, Nintendo completely in, in many people's opinion, dropped the ball here. They didn't have a full blown presser. They had a Nintendo direct that you could watch a video on their site, which was boring as hell. It was <laughs> basically just watch this video <laughs> and then showed a video, <laughs> a couple of words and then watch this video. And it, that's all it was. Um, and then the actual press event where they let press people in to play various games and and talk to them as they were playing and stuff like that was not well handled by a lot of people. I mean, they made people wait around for their big reveal at the end, which turned out to be the Wii Fit female trainer for (laughs) Super (laughs) Smash Bros. That was the big reveal. (laughs) Not Mega Man, because that was already announced. The Wii Fit Trainer Lady. (sighs) I'm
1: sorry. I I have nothing to add.
0: As bad as as Microsoft did, they still did better than Nintendo this, this year. So in the Nintendo Direct video, did you actually watch it?
1: I watched the trailers afterwards. Okay.
0: So they talked about Pokemon XY, which... I mean, who has a new Poké type of fairy? Hmm, okay. Uh, they showed in-game footage. It's funny, ever since Ninokuni, no Kuni, I can't look at Pokémon in the same light anymore <laughs> because we saw what can be done with that same archetype and we saw it done so much better. So, so, so much better.
1: And Now, the last Pokémon game I played was Silver. Has it changed at all? It's changed in terms of... The stories, but even then, the stories
0: are pretty much always the same anyway, and the graphics are always the same, and this looks exactly the same. That's so, what I thought. It's coming to the 3DS. I, I couldn't get excited, and you've seen me get excited about Pokemon before. No, no. It's time for them to, to free and own up and build a good What a new- novel thought.
1: The Pokemon franchise has to evolve. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a bunch.
0: Okay, uh, Super Mario 3D World for the Wii U, um, and a new mode, Cat Mario, which I thought was a little bizarre. It's a little? Yeah. Um, now, it's not a title that I'm excited for, frankly. Uh, I know that they're pushing for a lot of first party because they need to get their first party stuff out in order to then entice more third party games onto there. This is important. Huge freaking important right now, uh, but I feel that they're not. There's a couple of titles that, yes, are phenomenal, but I mean, even Zelda, their biggest freaking name, they're not bringing out a new Zelda, they're they remade Wind Waker to HD, which, yeah, it looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You made a few little changes to incorporate different faster. things, yeah. I mean, they, they made some changes, and so, yeah, but no, it should be a freaking new game. So the new, though, is again, the 3D world. Some people will eat that up. Uh, Mario Kart 8, which at this point, because there's just not enough, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, they added anti-gravity and a kite and underwater and different things. But no, I can't get behind it,
1: really. And uh, You know how much I love I'm, racers. I'm actually kind of going to cut you short here because we're going to say the same thing about every game. Nintendo is doing nothing new. They know they can put out another Donkey Kong game that's, you know, in almost every respect, identical to the last one, just new level designs and, you know, throw in a new character. And it'll sell millions of copies. Nintendo doesn't have to try, so they're just not. Every single thing they showed off, with the exception of uh, a couple of their third-party games, uh, X and Wonderful 101, every single thing they showed was something we've seen a dozen times before. I'm sure they're going to be great, I'm sure they're going to be a lot of fun, but there's zero innovation, and that completely turns me off and it's funny
0: because i actually talk to people on twitter about this and the real fans don't care which blows my mind Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter that it's the same thing it's a mario kart i'm there and it's like wow because i am a nintendo fan i've got the console hell when nobody else has a wii u i've got one and and i like a lot of what they're doing with it too but it's just i do want innovation with those old titles i do want them to Try harder, and I'm just not seeing that. So that's why I'm like "Mm." the Super Smash Bros. Again, looks beautiful. They're 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 allowing you to play as a villager, which I thought was funny. That was yeah. Mega Man looks fun as hell. Oh yeah, but it's not. I I love in the
1: trailer. Mega Man legitimately tried to kill Mario. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Like that wasn't like some play fighting. He was trying to kill Mario. See, that might be a title that I pick up to play with my son, but that's
0: mainly because I know he really loves it. And because Mm -hmm. there's not much else, you know? So now that said though, there are going to be, Nintendo was talking about, there's 14 third party titles that are coming to the Wii U and the 3DS in the near future. They were saying there, there is Assassin's Creed for black flag. There's Arkham Origins, Batman and then the Blackgate version which is the portable version. Um there's going to be and, and here's where we're getting in the same problem with like the Mass Effect. It's another it's a, an old game coming back. So they're doing Human um uh, DSX Human Revolution but it's a Director's Cut. That's an old game and it's which for- is now
1: not even exclusive to yeah, Wii U. It's exactly. coming out on PS4 and or PS3 and 360 with uh, tablet support.
0: Yeah, these aren't exclusive, so obviously. Oh, sorry,
1: as Smart Glass for the Xbox and Vita for the PS3. Yeah. So you have the touchscreen. Uh,
0: Disney Infinity, which is going to be taking on Skylander. Good luck, guys. Uh, <laughs> Just Dance, which, dude, when that trailer came out for Just Dance, I was like, during Ubisoft, I was like, does this happen? Do groups of people get together to dance like this in front of their consoles?
1: It's seriously one of the best selling franchises in. Man. I don't over the it. last several years like it's call of duty madden just dance
0: okay uh rayman legends which yes it's coming out on all the consoles but because of what you're going to be able to do with the game pan for the wii u i'm actually will pick it up on the wii u it's justifiably a better one for the wii u uh scribble knots a new one Unmask disney planes i have no clue what the hell that is um what else tensei force skylanders swap force man that's skylanders freaking money <laughs> hand over fist these guys are making it. it's insane and the swap did you see the trailer for this yes it's fantastic <laughs> i saw this and was like i'm a grown-ass man looking at this thinking man <laughs> i'd give that a shot if it wasn't so bloody expensive each of those little things costs a fortune and now you can swap them the bottom of the top idea how
1: upset i am that my nephew lost all the skylanders we bought for him <laughs> did he really oh my god I, I, it's freaking kids Anyways, <laughs> I wanted to play with them <laughs>
0: uh, New Splinter Cell Blacklist is going to be on the Wii U as well Sonic Lost World, which I saw more gameplay of that later on mm-hmm. And it looks freaking fun as hell, it really does And then of course Watch Dogs And yeah. Watch Dogs, depending on what they do with that screen I may pick it up for that versus the PS4
1: I think there's going to be a significant graphical difference though
0: It, it The Wii U is HD It's yeah, going to look the, the, phenomenal I mean, we're playing games on the Wii U now, and I know gorgeous. And then there's the games that are going to be coming out as well on their eShop that they you got a lot of indie titles that are coming out for their uh, whole crapload of them. Uh, and again, those are the ones I've been picking up a lot of those, and some of them are a lot of fun. So I haven't given up on the Wii U. Not at all, but they really need to do more. There was an interview as well with uh, Reggie with game (laughs) trailers. I was telling you, man, he must've wanted to bitch slap Jeff so badly. Cause I was saying, I'm glad Jeff had the balls to pressure him a little bit, not let him weasel out of talking about first party and third party games and their importance and how it's doing, but he just kept bringing it on over and over and over again. It was like, it was too much. He was just annoying the hell out of me. I don't know if you watched that that interview. I, I, you've told me about it enough no, 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 no. that I think I can grasp it. <laughs> yeah. So there really wasn't much said there that's that's worth repeating again the sonic stuff we saw I saw more there's um, they, they actually change the speed so you can go slower and then medium speed and then full on going just to make it easier for different quests and for different players as well for what they like um, but it was Sonic
1: only operates at one speed
0: not this guy Gotta this is fast. interesting you're going against what they call the <laughs> deadly six which is like right out of Marvel's kind of thing uh, and you're gonna actually have to work with Dr. Eggman in order to go against them and stuff, there's some interesting little things that they were putting in i it was cool, it was cool, and then there was also a little bit of talking with Miyamoto here who let it leak that there is a 3 d s new Zelda that will be coming out, a link between world it's called, but there was no mention of anything else. I've about seen
1: it. video for it? Oh, I it have looks, not. it
0: a, looks great. okay,
1: I didn't even see that no it it's an actual sequel to a link to the past okay. And, and the, he, it's doing some of that, like, fun Paper Mario stuff. Right, right. Where Link is flattening himself against objects to be able to go around corners and, like, solve certain puzzles. It looks great.
0: Okay, cool, cool. All right, well, that's great. And then they were saying they're working on a Wii U one right now, which he's saying, too, that, that will be perfect for the Wii U in terms of the visual, the graphics, and the gameplay with the gamepad and everything. So, But he would not say anything else about it. So, again, though, the, now I give my opinion. What do you think? Seriously, though, not just in terms of what they presented, because you just said too, like
1: you know, following the status quo and all that, but in terms of choosing not to do the big presser, what do you think? I don't have a problem with that because honestly, if they'd been up on stage revealing this, how exciting would it have been? And and Um. I, I, over the last you know year and change, when they've been doing the Nintendo Direct things, I've really enjoyed them. Like the the thing they did last year. The uh, the small little mini event for the 3ds that they did at E3, yeah. The the actual presentation was awful, but I liked the format of you know the smaller, just subdued. Here's the games. Here's what we're doing. You don't need you know all the, all the sturm and drang of the of the you know, these big press conferences to get your point across.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I think that it does warrant creating so if a they had, lot you know, more excitement,
1: Mario or Zelda, to show off. But I as there was no point for it because they didn't really have anything all that interesting to show off. Yeah. Although the people that are interested in the ones that they did announce are wigging out.
0: I mean, they were talking to a lot of press people, too, who are diehard Nintendo fans that were wigging out over what was announced. So it's like, maybe it's just us. All it,
1: right. Let's, said the, the quality is there. They're, yeah. they're not bad games. They're all going to be great, well-reviewed, popular games, Just, just like they were last year. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm yeah, preaching to the choir. I, I would love to see more innovation and, and more work to take it to the next level. Okay, let's talk, and we're going to go through the EA conference and the Ubisoft one. Touch on the, the games there. The EA started off with one of the games that I'm the most excited for that they talked about is the freaking Garden Warfare. That Plants was versus brilliant.
1: Zone. That was phenomenal. So many people were mocking it. Like, oh my God, they turned Plants vs. Zombies into a shooter. What won't they do? And not realizing the satire behind it, how hilariously brilliant it was.
0: Look at how popular Team Fortress still is. Okay? I mean, we're talking many years down the line, and that sucker's still going strong. This is the same kind of gameplay, same kind of humor, same kind of art style, everything. This is going to be huge huge sadly xbox one and 360 Mm -hmm. so luckily my 360 is going to stay plugged in so i'll be able to play it because we really really want to play that i love that the healer is the sunflower i love that if i want to play a healer i'll be a freaking sunflower
1: (laughs) but only if you sing the whole time
0: yeah i will uh but yeah it looked fantastic i actually watched some videos of it after the fact too man man uh, very briefly showed us a, tre- uh, a teaser for Star Wars Battlefront. Not even worth really talking about just because...
1: They just got the license. They just got the own. license,
0: so we, we don't know what's going on there. Uh, Need for Speed has got a new one, Rivals. Here's another one that they're trying to use the the again the cloud thing where they're going to be mixing in single players with multiplayer if you're online at the time you may see other people coming in even though you're playing single player uh they're mixing in smart glass as well kind of thing they they i i I love racing games and I love need for speed games. There was really not enough different about this from other Need for Speed games in the past to Mm -hmm. make this worth even picking up, in my opinion.
1: It probably would have been a lot more impressive if not for a game we're going to be talking about soon. Yeah, we got a trailer for Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay, (laughs) I'm intrigued.
0: You didn't see the trailer?
1: Oh no! I I oh you saw it? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Exactly my point. I mean, there's no gameplay footage. All it is is a cinematic. Um, It's a good cinematic. And they were saying how there's going to be a lot of open world stuff. And my two stuff favorite there.
1: characters, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and how your decisions are going to affect the world and the story, kind of thing, very Mass Effect-ish kind of thing. We're looking though at a fall 2014 date, and I thought they were much further along than this,
1: which kind of shows. You can that tell they're, they're taking their time. They don't want to screw this one up.
0: Yeah, if it's well done, I I love that IP. I Mm -hmm. love that world in that setting and those characters, especially, I mean, and ended with Morgan. Okay. I'm, I'm
1: in just as as broken as Dragon Age two was, it still did a lot of good things. Yeah, definitely. So I, there's nothing to talk about here really,
0: only to say that, yeah, we're, we're interested in knowing more. Uh, Then of course, sports, (laughs) basketball physics. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> OK, dribbling physics, uh, Madden, Madden, NFL, FIFA, big push for UFC.
1: I, I, I'm sorry. As much as we don't talk about the sports stuff, I thought it was hilarious that Dana White came out on stage and said, this is the partnership we've always been waiting for. When EA tried to put out their MMA game without the UFC license a few years ago. Dana White actually blacklisted every athlete that signed up for that game. Anybody that was in the EA game, Dana White blacklisted from the UFC. So for him to come out and say, they've been waiting for this partnership was God. Yeah. Moving on.
0: Moving on. Okay. Here's where we got some more on battlefield four. And this here is where they won me over. Here is where I may very well pick this up just based on this alone. This was the Siege of Shanghai, and this saw a group of, there was only four of them, weren't there? That group four or five.
1: Yeah, but they were part of a much larger group. Yeah,
0: but no, no, yeah, but the, the I'm talking about the team that went up. Yeah, uh, and basically they stormed up into a tower, which was freaking cool. They had to go on a boat to get there and jet skis, kind of thing. They fought a helicopter. They fought a helicopter. <laughs> they went into this building, go up to the top, and then their the, the the freaking building came down. They paraglided
1: down off of it. The, the uh, well, I'm I'm rewinding you there. Go back and watch that. I said, this is gameplay. This isn't even a trailer. Yeah, oh yeah. When they jump out of the building, and he's free falling, and the entire city is rendered—no draw distance, no pop-in, no fog—the entire city was rendered on screen. It's they're using
0: the power of the new consoles. You can tell that, and to great, great effect. This is—we've seen the new trailers for Call of Duty and all that it doesn't even compare to this not even freaking Battlefield doesn't
1: have next gen fish close. physics though yeah,
0: or dogs yeah. um but no this here was incredible and then when that building came down it was just one of those jaw dropping moments it was larger than life and you see that thing come crashing down it was insanely and which again another reason why I would strongly consider getting this on the PS4 just because of how well it how good it looked, how well the PS4 handled all that. I would have to have an insane PC to handle all that yeah. to play it well. It just was smooth as hell. This is another one they were saying 60 frames per second, like it's going to be smooth as shit and look gorgeous the gameplay was phenomenal throughout every point where they were doing different things where they're playing with people who are on tablets calling it orbital strikes kind of thing and like they're seeing the tanks at the bottom that are shooting at the building causing it to collapse and getting like you know rockets thrown at it <sighs> yeah <laughs> I you you may very well have me here because it, I was that impressed yeah Okay, and then the big reveal at the end, which got a ton of people really excited, New Mirror's Edge. They showed in-game footage with some cinematics kind of thing. Um, Looks like it might be a prequel because it's when she's actually getting the tattoos. When I played the original, I kind of got frustrated.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like the original game had a brilliant style, great concept. It just wasn't very fun to play for me. But apparently there's a massive
0: fan base for this still. I
1: I fully support the IP. I'm just not so sure about the actual game. (laughs) Yeah.
0: See, my son played it and loved it a lot more than I did. He loves it. So when they announced this, oh, he was wigging out loves it
1: and he's excited to play it and i was like "Mm, i can try it again (laughs) good good on ea though for listening to what their fans want taking a chance on an on a game that didn't sell very well to begin with yeah
0: okay moving on to ubisoft with this which is a big one too um started off with rocksmith which is a game that i'm a guitarist been playing guitar since i was six years old this is something that i i've thought about but in terms of like i When I initially heard about it, it's it's presented as a game that teaches you to play. And Mm -hmm. I will not pretend that I'm in their league, not by any stretch of the imagination, but I always thought, well, I don't need to be taught. You know, I just need to actually invest the time if I want to play that way. But when you're watching this here, no, it was more about having that AI band to jam with versus just being something to teach you. I really liked that a lot. I wasn't that, the only one. I brought that up on Twitter as well, and somebody else was saying too. That's the game they are most excited for.
1: That jam session was ridiculous. Yeah, it
0: was nuts because it was keeping tr- time with him as well and stuff, and and changing as he played. That's that's sick. That's yeah. I I'm fairly interested. I <laughs> that that <laughs> might be a purchase for me because it was freaking freaking cool. Uh, Are you interested in Splinter Cell Blacklist at all?
1: I gave up on Splinter Cell like nine games ago. Okay. Yeah. It it looked interesting, but
0: again, not enough that I'd be willing to pick it over some of the others. Uh, Rayman Legends. Again, we've talked about this before. Like Rayman Legends looks crazy fun. We know what we're getting in a Rayman Legends. The, The gameplay footage I saw of this was again, made me want it all the more right now there's a, a an app for the Wii U that gives you different challenges you know so you can try different things every once in a while they they release them and yeah I, I'm, I'm. it's a it's a bot game so they did their job there mm-hmm. what did you think about the mighty
1: quest for epic loot at first I was like this is I, I, the trailer was hilarious yes and at first I'm like ah whatever but the more they actually showed of it I want it yes same thing <laughs> I'm thinking and setting up death traps yes. and then inviting my friends in?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested. Definitely. <laughs> so that's a free to play thing. I don't know how they're gonna be making money on that. I I'm
1: I'm charging money know. for I'm assuming you have to spend like in game resources on the various death traps and then going about it that yeah. way.
0: Yeah. I'll 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 try it. I'll definitely try it. It was freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh some people were disappointed that they didn't spend enough time on South Park, the stick of truth. A lot of people are really interested in that. Um, they really, they showed a little trailer and that was it, which is fine for me. That's it's one of those games where I, I, I would probably pick it up used.
1: And even mm-hmm. then it's not that high. It, it looks like it'll be fun. Don't get me wrong, but it's not that high on my list of need to play. I'm sure there's very little they can actually show without kind of ruining it. Yeah. Uh, and then the big reveal. Now they, well, not the big reveal, the? one of the
0: big <laughs> reveals. Uh, they were actually saying that they had several new IPs that they were going to be talking about. And here was the crew. So it was funny because I'm watching it with my son and it was like, oh crap, is this going to be a racing game? And now from me, take it. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm saying, oh crap, another racing game. But then they started showing more and more and more. And then eventually I was like, sold. Okay, yeah, I'll buy it. Done. Done and- deal. I'm in. I In fact... I cannot wait for this freaking game. I love that the developers refer to it as an MMO car PG.
1: That's great. That's brilliant. (laughs) Uh,
0: Been in development for four years already. Persistent online universe kind of play. Well, universe is the entirety of the U.S., only not to scale, but it's still going to take you a damn long time to go from one end to the other. You can
1: actually drive from Miami to L.A. They said if you're in a Lamborghini... At highway speed, the entire way, you might make it in less than two hours. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I, I See, and that's the kind of thing that I like
0: just going off and racing sometimes too, and just wandering around, just the act of driving. So the idea that I can go and I can, if I trick my car out differently, I can go off-road instead of cross the States and things like that. Or, I mean, New York is going to be the size of Liberty city essentially. So it's still going to be big. There's a lot of stuff you'll be able to do in there and you can unlock cities as you complete quests and whatnot. So, cause you start off in, in mm-hmm. Detroit. Um, again, you can, you can play it solo or you can play it with the quote unquote crew and you need help to complete quests, call in your crew and they help you to do it. My God. And and see, what I liked is, again, I watched a lot of the dev interviews later on as well, and they were talking about how committed they are to this. Because you think about it, and you're thinking, just how much can you do? And it's because of how committed they are that they are pushing to make all of those side quests, all of the stuff like that, creative, different. They're going to keep adding stuff in to keep you in it. You're looking at a story campaign, which is essentially tutorials and whatnot, just getting getting you playing. That alone, you're looking at about 20 hours through various cities. And then they're constantly going to be upgrading it. So,
1: yeah. So I'm going to say the coolest thing I saw was... Their asymmetrical gameplay. Like they showed that time trial where you were in a Ford Mustang racing against, you know, some pickup truck, I forget. Well, normally that would be, you know, a no brainer of a race, except the truck was racing off road where the Mustang couldn't go. So you have time trials where there's different options. Like the Mustang had to stay on the asphalt and the, the, like it was cool seeing the ghost, like jumping over the top gear. It looked cool as can be. Yeah, And see, that's where they're saying as well, because they
0: asked them, are you going to have like a, a garage full of cars and all that? And they were saying, no, we actually want you to get attached to your car. The feeling has to be like when you had your first car or the first car that you really cared about. And it it might not have been much, but it was your car. And you can trick out your car. Your car is basically going to be comprised of 90 pieces, they were saying, that you can change and trick out depending on what quest you're doing. You know that you're going to need off-road kind of capabilities to take somebody down. Trick it out so that it's going to be off-road worthy put more weight into it things like that and so it's again more about that one car that you really care about and you you'll you'll get others for rewards and whatnot whatnot but i don't know if, how much they're going to limit it you may have to replace a car with another one i'm not sure they didn't say but i'd like that it's not just mm-hmm. about accumulating all the cars it's not that one your baby that you take care of and you go and you really got the impression by listening to them during the variety of interviews and all that, that again, they're, they're, they're making this game so they can play it too. They're gamers. They care about it. They're not interested in nickel and diming you. They were saying too like, is there going to be damage to the cars? And they were saying, yes, but not anything that's going to be so prohibitive, prohibitive that it's preventing you from having fun and, and things like that. They, they just put it in there so that it's there. But They still, they want you to be interested in the game and playing. And then you're going to be choosing a faction. And then because of who you choose, that'll choose your allies and, and affect the quest and who you're competing against and things like that too. PVP. Yeah. Dude. In a racing game. Yeah. So yeah, bravo guys. Again, game, uh, day one sold. You got me. I'll be picking that up for the, the PS4 without a doubt. We're looking at spring 2014 release for that one. Very, very excited. So, folks, yeah, if you're going you're to gonna want to add me to your friends list, if you get a racing <laughs> game, okay, because I will be there for you. Um, once again, Watch Dogs was talked about here. Now, you said you had a little bit more news on Watch Dogs? Yes, yes, yes. Have Go you
1: heard it. about – actually, no, I'm not going to get to that yet. They were talking – I heard talking about the reputation system in the game. And you know the, the main focus of the game is that you're a vigilante. So you use your hacking powers to find people who are going to prevent crime – or not prevent – to commit crimes – but here's the thing. You don't want to stop them from committing the crime because the, if you, you – know, if some guy's, you know about to you know, steal somebody's purse and you just walk up and beat him up with a baseball bat, you look like the bad guy. You actually – it has that morality issue where you have to let the bad things happen and then be the one to stop it in order to gain reputation in the game. Okay, see, I haven't heard that, but that now explains the gameplay
0: footage that they did Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago where he was watching that mugger take on the
1: woman, and he was hiding. Okay, wow. That's a nice twist. Very nice twist, yes. And then, have you heard anything about the actual multiplayer? Um, The the
0: stuff that I saw for multiplayer was when... um, Not the tablet stuff. Yeah, the tablet stuff, primarily not. They, They did say, too, that... It's going to be one of those open-world games, once again, where there's going to be stuff that is basically just kind of dropped in there. And if you're online, you'll see other people. If not, then no.
1: Yes and no. Okay. As, I, as I said, as you're playing, you can get a contract to hack another player. At that point, you will cross over into that other player's game world. Now, mind you, this is entirely voluntary. You can play privately if you wish. So at this point, it becomes like Assassin's Creed multiplayer where you have to remain hidden while committing these objectives without the other player that's finding you and stopping you brilliant that is so brilliant. you know they, what they, they were talking about like in assassin's creed like in the stories you know you have missions where you just have to like follow someone without being seen so while this guy is you know running around doing whatever he is doing you have to keep up with him without him noticing you and then like imagine like you're you're the one that's 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 under attack if you will you're just going about your business and all of a sudden you turn around and this car is driving all weird it's it, there there's no inf- you're never told when somebody enters your game world you only find out if you find them they can come and go and then you only find out afterwards that they stole your money okay damn it you know what <laughs> i was said, al-
0: i was almost sold on picking this up for the wii u Because of what they might do, because they've hinted of what they could do with the the gamepad. But I don't believe the Wii U will have as much capabilities to do what you're talking about as opposed to the PS4, which Mm -hmm. they're really pushing that.
1: And of course, there's checks and balances. If you're somebody who's constantly invading other people's worlds and attacking them, suddenly the majority of the contracts that are available will be on your head. So the more active you are in attacking other people, the more you're going to be under attack yourself. Damn it. That is awesome. Yeah, they I I I had to go back and listen to it again to make sure I heard it right the first time. That is
0: sick. Oh my god. Okay. Well, that might be another <laughs> PS4 title then. Because the idea that I can go into yours or Joe's world and start freaking messing with your head, I kind of like that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Anything else with that one? I, just, I think that's enough. That's, that's more than enough. <laughs> okay. So after Watch Dogs, we're looking at, again, just dance that they talked about. And then they talked about Rabbids Invasion. Now, I don't know about you, but I actually love the Rabbids games. It's kind of like one of those guilty pleasures kind of thing, because I play them with the kids. Uh, not all of them, of course, but I actually like those silly little games. Now, this is, some of it is a lot for younger kids. And they, they made that clear kind of thing. So it's not going to be something that we'll play here necessarily. But uh, if you got young kids, man, it looked like a crap ton of fun.
1: Yeah, but I'm not so sure about a game that's encouraging kids to yell as loud as possible for gameplay purposes. There is some of that as well, yeah.
0: Okay, let's just move past that, though, to probably the title. One of the titles, I'm assuming, you were the most excited about Assassin's Creed 4?
1: Absolutely. Okay, go for it. So of course they showed off actual gameplay and shh. yeah. All right, if you go back to listen to our Assassin's Creed episode that I did with Joe, and I was just gushing over how fabulous the forest was and just going through the trees and how everything worked and was very organic. That looks like crap compared to the jungle. Oh, with the the leaves and just it was gorgeous. Beautiful. Oh my yeah. god. I again, I there's going to be hours that I spend in this game just running around the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's And then they showed off, you know, the, the the gameplay is standard for Assassin's Creed. They've obviously really enhanced the uh ship to ship combat, showing off so much more capabilities, you know, throwing barrels of oil off off the back of your ship. It's just really cool stuff. And then man, they really make you feel like a pirate. When you when you're boarding another ship and you've got six pistols strapped to you, and, you know, three swords, you use everything available to you. He's just blowing guys away, stabbing, slap Oh my god. I want it. I I I can't believe that after three, four, five this will be the sixth game. This still, still is isn't boring.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? A lot of that has to do with how they're doing it for each. They know they've got a gold mine here. And when you're looking at what they're doing here and how you're going to be able to go to different places and have different objectives in those places, you've got something fresh, something new and fresh, depending on what place or what island you go to and things like that. And the fact that you're not one of the characters from the other games, you're just you in this one they were saying and like you're just hired as a research assistant to research this character. Technically you're Connor's grandfather. But... Well, okay, whatever. But anyway, so you 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 can the gameplay is going to be a little not different but it's not the gameplay I should say but the story because of that.
1: Oh, you mean the the modern day equivalent. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: what I meant. Yeah. So it's that's where it's allowing people again, who are new to the series to just kind of bounce in a lot more easily. And, but what I was thinking is again, because of it's putting you in such fresh location, it's not just one place. It's all these different places that still has, yes, that party kind of feel to it, but, are going to look and, and be different to to run through like the the one place that's going to be like they they were saying the the tribute to AC two and, and Brotherhood where you're spending a lot of time on top on roofs running around and things like that and then you've got somewhere it's underwater they, they they introduce swimming so you're mm-hmm. actually going to be underwater for things and then the, and mine the fish ruins organically it. swim away from you too yes that's true next gen technology very very cool stuff they're doing with this
1: <laughs> I'm I'm never gonna get, get get tired of making fun of Infinity Ward for that. Uh, anything else uh, for Assassin's Creed? Yeah, no. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, next up, they
0: talked about Trials, which I can't believe it's that popular. But it, it, it is. is. I don't get I it. I love them. I really love them. Yes. So you were excited for this because there's two. There's I mean, I Fusion wasn't, like, and like, Frontier. Super
1: excited. I was like, but I was like, okay, cool. I will get that when it comes out. Really? Yeah, I did not there, know that. there's a huge community of like I map know. builders and stuff. Yeah.
0: I don't get it. But uh, yeah, yeah, so good on you. And then the last one was their big reveal actually, and that is Tom Clancy's The Division. This did is did not see this one coming. I didn't either, especially with Watch Dogs on their 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 radar right now. Um but again, a lot of people were comparing it, but it's not the same as Watch Dogs. There's some similarities, but it's not exactly the same. But I mean, here you're, you're part of a, a division, uh, you know, who is a group. So you're, you're fighting and trying to preserve some measure of lawless
1: or law. Can I just point out that the entire purpose of the game is that Black Friday leads to the downfall of civilization? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For that alone, it gets a thumbs up. Yeah. So, again, it's kind
0: of post-apocalyptic setting. I liked, once again... The keywords being used, open world, people coming into your world and you playing with them if you want to or not. I liked how seamless it was playing with other people. Um It's funny because compared to, say, again, a, a standard first person shooter or a, a, a Borderlands game where you meet together and stuff. But those are very... I mean, you're you're meeting together. There's a starting place, there's a, you know, or a, a hub where you start together, and then you go into the game. It's this is so organic mm-hmm. in terms of how you meet and get together. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I, I was very impressed. And then the tablet as well. Once again, putting it in so that somebody can be on a tablet and help you. Seeing in a the little drone way. flying around yes. was awesome. Yeah, I don't know how much you'd want to do that, but I know that me. Okay, once again, and anybody who knows me knows, like again, chronic pain in the knees and whatnot. Some days I'm on painkillers and that's it. Don't look at me. I'm just going to be on the couch sitting down watching TV or whatever. But often I'll have my tablet with me. Well, often. My tablet's always with me, okay? <laughs> but you, um, you don't have the shoulder holster yet? Yeah, really, I don't need it. Um, but I'll have the tablet and I'll either be playing a game or just kind of mindless something while we're watching TV or whatever. If I'm, I've got my tablet with me, And you've got the game and you're saying, listen, I just need some help for like five, 10 minutes or whatever. Could you just come and help me out? I'm there. I don't care how bad I am. I'm feeling. I will definitely, without a doubt, go in and do that. And it'll be fun. And I love that. I absolutely love that integration that they're putting in with everything. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you have anything else to say about this game.
1: I am impressed. Here's the thing. It looked fantastic but it was the second best open world group based shooter we saw. That's a thing. So I'm I'm thinking about it and again, we we're all the same here. Uh, except for people
0: who don't have a job or much of a life other than gaming, there's only so much time in a day. And so when you're looking at other things, would you rather be playing this? or let's say Destiny that we'll talk about right after this. And I know for me, I'd much rather be playing Destiny. Mm -hmm. So as good as this is, I think it won't have the audience that it should have just because of the wealth of everything else that's coming out. Now, that being said, that'll depend on when this is coming out too.
1: Yeah, this is definitely next Christmas.
0: So yeah, if it's coming out at a time where there's a lull because we've been playing or haven't yet been playing Destiny, say, or something else, then yeah, I'll definitely pick this up and play it Mm because it looked very, very good. Very good. Good storytelling too. So yeah, definitely. So um, we did see some of Activision where they went and talked. Activision doesn't have too much to talk about right now. Basically, again, Skylanders, which he wanted to talk about that because it's their biggest moneymaker. Uh, The big swap force thing, which looks cool as shit. I won't play it just because it, it'll be cracked to me and I'll spend all my money. I don't want that. Um, and then... Well, on the bright side, there's only 16 characters to buy this time. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then they really didn't talk much about Call of Duty. If there was any other videos and things like that that I missed... I just saw little tidbits here and there, much. but nothing... No, no. And then, of course, their other big one is Destiny. Now, let's talk about Destiny. <laughs> um... I got to tell you, honestly, going into this, this was like uh, Titanfall for me. I was thinking, I don't know enough about it. I don't know if I'm going to be.
1: have been endlessly mocking this game for the last six months because every time they have a big reveal or a big press event, they haven't shown the actual game prior to E3. <laughs> right. So I'll let you tackle this for a bit then
0: and I'll just fill in any holes and give my thoughts on it. Go ahead.
1: So, yeah, like I said, this is the first time we've actually seen the game. And as somebody who previously had been a, a big fan of the Halo franchise and was very disappointed with the first offering not from Bungie, I was wondering what Bungie was going to be doing in, in their new adventures. And this definitely has that, that kind of Halo style to it, that crisp sci-fi look to it. Of course, you know, power armors and whatnot, it's, but Nothing wrong with that because it looked borderlands meets Halo essentially. Yeah, and so it shows the gameplay and it's what we expect. You know, you know, small little group based stuff coming up, and it just starts showing the God the architecture was phenomenal. Oh my God, and how we're finding out that you know it's all about this. They 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 are not afraid to call it space magic. So like this, yeah. Whenever somebody is interviewing them and they're trying to come up with a way to say it, and they're just like, Yeah, it, it's space magic. Go with with uh, <laughs> this alien artifacts have shown up and have given people special powers that it's space magic. <laughs> so it gets into that it's, it's a class based shooter. So far, they've shown off the hunter, the titan, and the warlock. Yes. yes. A warlock in a shooter. <laughs> come on. It was super customizable as far as you know race class appearance uh, very loot based which i wasn 't expecting which like you said there 's the borderlands influence where there 's various levels of loot, and this is one of those games where you 're going to have those terrible decisions between an upgrade. Or keeping the cloak you really like and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they they were explaining it was like showing off like you know, oh yeah, the cloak that the hunter was wearing, you know, she got that from a special event. It's like a super rare drop. She's probably never going to want to change it, regardless of how you know, how good how good the next item is. And and just, If you look, I I showed I told this to some people at work today, and they didn't believe me. If you go back and watch the video when they meet up with their uh, other friend who has the you know the rocket launcher, it's like oh can I use this? And pulls out the rocket launcher. There's a golden eagle's head above the tube of the rocket launcher, and there's golden filigree with feathers engraved in the side of the rocket. It looked like something out of Warhammer 40k. Yeah, it was gorgeous, and I was like <laughs> I missed it like the first four times. <laughs> I watched it again. I was like, "Man, they just, oh, everything they're doing. The gameplay looks tight as can be. Nobody, and I mean nobody, can do shooter gameplay as good as Bungie, like especially on a console." Yeah. <laughs> so it was. It played fun, quick, smooth, gorgeous graphics, great effects, and then they pull out kind of the, the the Guild Wars card of, "Oh, here's a giant alien invasion coming," and suddenly you have twenty other people there who have grouped into this public event oh my god this is like everything I ever want out of a game all in one package in in terms of
0: of a a shooter game an exploration game um, I actually watched some other interviews some long interviews and demos and and things like that later on and this is insane now just to go a little further on what you were saying there's going to be public and private events Mm -hmm. and then it's going to tell you in your hud which one you're in kind of thing because if you're in a public zone then there's a lot of things that can happen there and you can bump into other people you can quest with them if you want if you don't want to you just don't there's going to be those dynamic events like you said that just happen on the fly and you can take part if you want or not the story in this is phenomenal they were saying like it's they were they they the guy was referring it to it like they're walkers of the wilderness these guys it's like the lost human civilization and you go out finding things in the sand to collect pieces of the history that's part of the game and it can add to the customization of your character as well kind of thing so there's that wild west frontier aspect of the game they were saying, where again, it's just a tough badass going out in places that are, you know, normal people wouldn't go and (laughs) exploring what has happened to their world and piecing together what's happened and learning it from it and, and things like that. That's not even touching the other RPG, quote unquote, aspects of your classes, your talent tree things, your, how the weapons kind of look like you can change the weapon talents. Okay, you can things. upgrade yeah, your you can, weapons. Yeah. so oh, you find something God. you like, you don't have to swap that weapon, keep it. Like, How many times have you played, especially, again, Borderlands, where you have one gun for a lot more levels than you, you should because you've other... I've dropped them mm-hmm. better, but there's something about it that just feels right. You can aim faster or you can you yeah, know, reload faster. There's something about it that just is natural to you. Well, here you find a weapon like that, hold on to it, you can upgrade it and things like that. There were so many things here that were great, and again, being that it's Bungie, they know what they're doing too. And they were saying like the uh, the AI is going to be much better here. The the they were also saying there, whereas a lot of other games are relying on the cloud for power, cloud powered stuff because of the new console and it offs sets a lot of the computing power and things like that. No, they said, no, we need all of that on your box so that it makes it that much more responsive for you as you're playing. Mm -hmm. Oh,
1: man. And it just shows, you know, so many comments have been made over the years about how, you know, Microsoft and Bungie just keep recycling Halo. And this kind of proves that Microsoft has been holding Bungie back. Big time. If they've been capable of this stuff. And i am seeing some interviews talking about, you know, People who have been following Halo back since it was on the Mac, and finally seeing design elements that they wanted to do in the original Halo, but they were never able to do. And like I said, this—you know—a lot of the people have been with this company for years. They've, they've, this is like Blizzard. You know, they have that core group of people that's just always been there, and now they finally have a chance to make the game they always wanted to make. There's no way this doesn't end up amazing. Yeah.
0: Now, this is going to be available on the 360 and the Xbox One, as well as the PS3 and the PS4. They're saying, of course, that the same core gameplay will be the same across them all. Same quests, same, you know, everything, AI and all that. It's just that, of course, it's going to look that much better on those next generations. Uh, But it's great because, again, if you are holding off on those next ones for whatever reason, don't have the money, not interested just yet, whatever... You'll still be able to play this amazing game on your existing consoles. Um, this for me is a day one purchase on PS4 just based on what I've, I saw of it. I. Phew. It, it, it blew my mind. And the more I dug in to hear interviews and to watch other gameplay footage and things like that, the more I saw of it, the more I liked it. It's kind of like that. Again, the, uh, it, what we've been seeing with, Watch uh, watchdogs, the more I'm seeing, it's not losing my interest. It's I'm more and more interested. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: That I, I, I had to take back. All the jokes I'd made over yeah. the last few months. <laughs> I was like, that's you know, I'm, they finally showed the game, and it was worth the wait. Definitely. Okay,
0: let's move on now just to random other games that were talked about. Uh, we each listened to uh, and watched various other videos. I was really digging through for a lot of the Batman Arkham Origins stuff. I'm going to be honest.
1: I'm, I'm actually not all that oh, excited. Did you see I, enough there's, there's just, though? There's so many buzzwords about this that just kind of turn me off. Like prequel, <laughs> uh, why you know, does that bother Rock's, you? Rocksteady is not making it. You know, it's a different yeah. development studio. How how is that going to affect the game? How is that going to affect the tone, the gameplay? You know, the the, the exploration aspects. Like based and, on what I've
0: seen, you can keep going after I'm gonna, uh, I address just that. Based on everything that I heard, everything that I saw, which hell, one of the videos was over 30 minutes of in-game play. And and the, the developers talking about it and all that. These guys have so much respect for what Rockstar has done that in a lot of ways, they're not reinventing the wheel. And they said, mm-hmm. like, this was great. We're not taking away the phenomenal things that they did. We're building on and tacking on a few other things that still the same likeness, same style and things like that. But just adding, we're not taking away. So when I watched that half hour of gameplay, that's exactly what you saw. Mm-hmm. And... And I got to tell you, as much as I love what Rocksteady did with the other two, and I did, I absolutely adored it, this does look better in in several different ways.
1: See, and I'll fully admit that a lot of this is probably just my personal disappointment because if you go back to, God, however long ago it was we were talking about Arkham City – and how excited I was for the next game because of all the possible storylines they had set up in Arkham City with, you know, the League of Assassins, the new stuff the Scarecrows got going on. You know, hush. There are so many unresolved storylines from that that I was really looking forward to in the next game. And they kind of pulled the rug out from under me. So it, it's a lot of it is just personal disappointment. And see, I like the story they're doing here. I like the origin
0: story of he's brand new. He's still really rough around the edges. I mean, things that really bothered me, like the voice acting, not getting Kevin Conroy or Mark Hamill. Well, they went through a lot of apparently casting to Troy to Baker the right. sounds great as the Joker. Troy Baker is phenomenal as the, the 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 Joker. Seriously, he's fantastic. And he, of course, did Last of Us and Bioshock Infinite. Dude, he he is a younger version of Mark Hamill's Joker. It's that simple. And Roger Craig Smith is the one that does Batman. And I had to like do like a double take, but with my ears. Cause it was like, dude, it sounds like a younger version of Kevin mm. Conroy, much harsher and more angry at times kind of thing. And that's what that origin story is about. The, the voice acting was fantastic. And then when you're looking at, the story and what they were saying. And again, how he doesn't have friends on the police force right now. He, not all of the villains really know that much about it. In some circles, he still is like an urban myth. There's so much going on there that it's not this established Batman. That's such a force of nature. (sighs) Everything that I heard about it just made me want to play it more. Yeah, I can't say anything
1: bad about the game itself. I, I just you know it's not the game I wanted, and then and that's on me, not yeah, on them. They were
0: talking about some of the new systems, like the uh, they're they're doing a new kind of. It 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 keeps track of how you did per encounter, so that you can improve upon that. It gives you kind of a score kind of thing, and then how much more to level and things like that. And then it gives you also, there's this most wanted kind of system where you can go out basically looking for trouble, taking various things because it's very open world field. It's massive in scope compared to um city. It, seriously, it's huge. And they were sent to a lot higher, which is giving you a lot more options as you're gliding and doing things like that. It was the, I like the story too, with the, there's a hit on his head. And so you've got like Deathstroke there to fight against and all kinds of other uh, villains. I really dug it. And and then when they were talking about the new, uh, they call it case file gameplay, which is an extension on detective gameplay, which again, here's something where they didn't. They didn't change it per se the, the detective stuff is still there, but they enhanced it. And now the more you investigate a crime, it will actually between the, the working between your cowl and the actual bat computers in the bat cave kind of thing. It will enact, reenact what the crime was. So like in one video, they were showing a, a chopper goes down. So here he has to investigate the wreckage get some information. And then he sees partially what might have happened. Go up to the roof to where you find out that the, the, the tail part and the rudder. So look at that and then realize, Oh, it was shot. Look for the bullet. And then it keeps adding to the case file and keeps giving you more information so that you can see what happened in this hollow kind of version in your cowl and do the detective work that way. It was Dude, it was fin- it was incredible. I'm looking at that saying wow, like you're really going to want to investigate and that's all of, like that's what should be the most important to the greatest detective. It was it was freaking cool as shit. This again to the point of this is probably going to be a day one purchase and I'm hoping that the Wii U version will have a lot of the gamepad, which is what they did with the armored edition of the Arkham City so I'm thinking they probably will. So I'll probably get it on the Wii U.
1: Is this early enough in the timeline that the Riddler didn't leave his friggin' trophies all over the place? I
0: don't, I didn't even hear the name Riddler at all. So <laughs> yeah, I would be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. So we're looking at uh, an October 25th release date for this on the Wii U, the PS3 and the 360. And like I said, it, what I saw actually impressed me, not just in terms of, I know I love the other one, so I'll probably love this. no, 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 <sighs> They've got nothing but love for this IP and what Rocksteady did, and they don't want to discredit that. They want this to be something that stands as strong as those titles, and I believe it from what I saw. Uh moving on from there. <laughs> okay. This is just DLC, but this is so friggin' awesome that <laughs> I oh. This is Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. For Borderlands 2, it's a DLC. And I actually watched an interview with And I wish I knew their names. It's the brother who's the dev and the sister who's the voice of tiny Tina. And they talked to both of them and showed this off. This is basically all takes place in Tina's imagination. So it's, it's a blatant D and D rip kind of thing where Claptrap is wearing like a wizard's hat and there's like brooms and there's a dwarven keep and things like that. But they had to make it work within the confines of Borderlands still, but still be wacky enough that you're willing to roll with it and know that this is just in her imagination. And this is, again, just to show how deep it can be, and spoiler, this is a campaign that is a healing process for Tina because of the person that she lost in Borderlands 2, the the team member that was lost. And if you didn't finish it, I won't spoil it. But this is part of that healing process for her. So there's this introspective quest line where you and the other survivors are there going through some of the craziest stuff. And because again, they kind of tweaked all the enemies and different things to give it that magic feel. So there's actual magic spells that are worked into the borderland theme and this fantasy gameplay kind of thing. It was, it just sounded incredible. This is another one that I wasn't expecting that a DLC would make me this excited for something. Well, this and the next one, but it was like, yeah, day one, as soon as this is released, I got to play this. It's brilliant. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. And we already know if nothing else, they, they know how to do amazing DLC for Borderlands. So... This is going to be phenomenal.
1: I didn't think it was possible to top the robot revolution. I, in honesty, from
0: what I saw, this is going to leap above and yeah. beyond that. Yeah. Okay. Next big DLC that I'm so freaking excited for episode six of The Walking Dead.
1: This is going to be called 400 Days. How much did you watch of this? I purposefully have not. I know as much as I need to know, and I haven't really looked that much further into it. So just because I don't, I don't want to ruin anything. Right.
0: Well, they didn't say enough that will really ruin anything. Well, I didn't
1: want to take that chance. Yeah. (laughs) So this
0: is bridging the gap between season one and season two, that's going to be coming out. But that being said, like it's bridging and the decisions that you make will have an impact actually on season two, but they're separate vignettes. They're separate stories. There's actually, there's five new characters And they're going to each have a story and the sum total of them all will last about as long as all of the other episodes have a a single episode. So they're, they're kind of short stories of the first 400 days of the infection and the, the apocalypse. So it's not a continuation of season one you can play it not having played or finished season 1 even. And because no, no, they are short I'm, I'm stories, ca- I'm laying down the law. If you haven't played season 1, you're not
1: allowed to do anything. Wow,
0: okay. Um uh, <laughs> you need to own at least episode 1 of season 1 because it's considered a DLC to to get this, but uh but again, here's something that you can because it's sh- it's five short stories and it doesn't matter in which order you play them either. They kind of weave together, but the way they described it is in like a Pulp Fiction kind of way. So they, they weave together, but you can do them however you want. So it's great for just, a, you know, a few minutes of gameplay kind of thing. Um, they reference each other, like I was saying, they're, they're about uh, 15, 20 minutes each. It's a different style of storytelling. They were saying they're they're kind of experimenting with a few things. The Like one of them, you're a prisoner on a bus heading to prison when this all goes bad. And you're chained together. So you can imagine what's going to happen there. So, again, they were saying there's going to be some really tough choices. Nope. Obviously. Um, We're looking at a July release date. for This is around the corner, folks. Literally. We will be talking about this on the podcast. This is definitely coming up. We're going to do this. And it's going to be priced the same as the regular single episodes. So they said we're also going to see some familiar faces, a few from season one, but they didn't really give anything away they didn't want to they said it's going to be kind of interesting how it's it's woven in super excited for this this is awesome i start
1: stocking up on alcohol now
0: (laughs) um i'm only bringing the next one up simply because i find it funny that the you know gorilla in the pc gaming world has such a small appearance and importance when it comes to consoles. And that's, of course, Blizzard. They talked about D3, and it was like nobody cared. <laughs> nobody gave a rat's ass. And part of that is maybe because of the bad reputation that D3 has right now. Um, but you would still think that there might be some more people that are interested. Man, this was really, and I know that I'm not interested at all. I'm definitely not picking them up or playing it. But it's too bad. Some of the things that they say they're going to be doing, yeah, it sounds interesting, but it's still on a
1: broken game. See, this is where uh, Runic needs to sweep in and announce their console version of Torchlight 2. I'm there. I'm there.
0: <laughs> I don't care if I already own it. I'm there. Okay. Did you see? <laughs> I bought both versions of the first one. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Um, did you see much on Thief? I saw God, yes. Okay. I'll <laughs> let you take this one. So, Thief is a very classic. Uh, gaming franchise. God, don't ask me when the first one came out, but it's, it, a long time it, it's been a while. I <laughs> remember playing that back in the day when it came out. And it's one of those games that's been gone from, you know, the limelight for so long that people don't realize just how much of an influence it's had on, you know, gaming. Uh, you look no further than Dishonored. Yep, Dishonored could have been like a spin-off of Thief in every way imaginable. So they're going back to Uh, The first, you know, their their roots. And I think they even said this wasn't really a sequel. It was just kind of like a, I don't, don't call it a reboot, but one of those deals. Yeah. And you, you know, you are, God, I I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Garrett? I can't remember the name. And we're going to go with Garrett. And you can correct me (laughs) that, you know, he is the master thief. And they said that's one of the cool gameplay elements is, you're not starting, you know, from the bottom. When you start the game, you are a master thief with all the tools available to you to break in and steal the stuff and get out alive. I mean, that's, that's always been the core of alive. the game. It's not, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not about assassinating. It's, not, it, it's just You're like you know, Deus Ex, just like Dishonored, where they encourage you to play the more challenging way of you know, being truly stealthy. You know, don't get into altercations. Just it it can be done if you're smart enough and creative enough. Because his, you know, his main uh, weapon, if you will, is a bow and arrow. But he, you know, he's Hawkeye. (laughs) You know, he has the water arrows, he has all all these trick arrows that enable him to do fancy things, you know, put out lights, sneak around guards, climb rooftops, just everything you, you, you could do with superpowers in Dishonored. This guy could just naturally do, and that makes him such a badass compared to just about everybody else. And it's it's a great return to one of the classics that I'm now really looking forward to.
0: What I am most interested in, and, and it's what you're saying. Like he's a thief, whereas Dishonored, yeah, he's a, he can be a good thief, but he's still a weapon, is what he is, and he's freaking badass weapon that can take down damn near anything you've played properly kind of thing. Whereas this guy's not, he's a thief. He's not meant to be getting into fights and it shows they were, they said time and time again, this game is hard if you choose to start altercations or try to kill people. you're not supposed to you're not that tough and It was ironic that in one of the videos I was watching, there was a dev who was playing it, and unlike a lot of times where the um videos that they show are staged. The guy died during this one <laughs> and he, the, the guy was laughing because he says the devs, everybody else back at the office right now are probably killing themselves laughing because their dev tester who was playing it died. And it's because he got into an altercation and he got the crap beat out of him. It's tough. So you have to rely on being patient, looking around, analyzing things, trying to figure out what's the smartest not the fastest, not the, you know, the the easiest by just killing everybody. No, what's the smartest way to do this? Yeah, there was
1: one of the, the interviews I was watching, and he was playing so phenomenally, like, he was skirting, you know, the the edge of the guard's vision. I was like yelling at the screen. I was like, "How are they not seeing?" <laughs> like he he was good. Like he knew what he was doing. He knew exactly, you know, when he was visible, when he wasn't. <laughs> I was like, "How are you doing that?" He's cheating.
0: Yeah. So a title that we are very much looking forward to the uh, the date that they said for that. I actually I don't have one. I don't know I when didn't that's sorry. I, no, I don't have it. the The PS4 demo because the one one of the ones I saw was on PS4. Wow, you, again, <laughs> sick, just sick. Okay, let's move on. Um, there was a little game called Dying Light, which was kind of like running away from the zombies to towards a package, I, I, A drop safe package kind of thing. I don't know that much about it because it was kind of hard to tell. It was interesting, but I don't I don't know. Did you see that one? Nah,
1: I kind of overlooked that one. Okay,
0: yeah, I don't know. I
1: don't know, it'll be interesting. Um, What did you think about the Taraway game? I actually didn't see too much of it because that's a, that's a Vita game, yeah, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, I don't have a Vita, yeah, so. so I thought you still might
0: have watched the videos. It, it looks interesting. It's kind of like a paper Mario, but they're using a lot of the additional functionality with the Vita. Like, one of the big things is the back panel. So, like, some of the things that you're doing, you are, like, the, the paper is translucent, and you can see the pattern of the X's and O's on the back of the Vita, and then you can tap through with your finger, and your finger breaks through the paper, on the screen to hit, like creatures that are attacking your hero, kind of thing. So they're they're making really good use of it in a very unique kind of way. And as much as I love the work that Media Molecule has done on Little Big Planet, this was still something that I don't know. I was looking at the game, and there's something about the game itself that doesn't interest me quite as much. Hmm. I don't know what it is. Uh, did you see the video stuff on Payday Two?
1: Yes. Okay, do you want to take this? And I, I don't really have too much to say about it. Like the first payday was a game I never played, but I could appreciate it because it seemed like pretty fun of, you know, you you have this gang of you know thieves, robbers, and it wasn't so much about, you know, getting in and getting the cash. It was mostly about getting out because mm-hmm. <laughs> once they call the cops and I like how they reward you, Based on getting your whole squad out, you know, you can't be Rambo and just, you know, get out alive. You, you the game rewards you for getting everyone out. It's, it's just like Monaco. It's what we loved there. Yeah. Roger can run through the walls and, you know, leave me and Joe behind, but he, he ain't going to get too far without, without everybody. Yeah. Um, Payday 2 is going to have different classes,
0: which is going to be make for different gameplay and as well, like who carries what out. And there's going to be, the AI is going to handle the loot differently that you're stealing. So that it's going to be different if you're stealing a whole bunch of gold as opposed to diamonds and whatnot. There's an actual distribution of weight for the loot. So they're putting a lot of cool stuff and then they're doing a lot of cool things with the the team AI is going to be smarter. Now it's only going to be three instead of four. So it's a tighter group, they were saying. And then depending on what you're doing, like one of the, the achievement kind of things is if you, you, you can intimidate cops into joining your side. So there's awesome. a whole bunch of different things that they're putting in in terms of, of depth of game that's going to make this pretty fun, actually. Yeah, I, was, I was interested was interested. Mhm. Uh one of the ones that I actually told you about contrast PS4 game that has this cool kind of old style era feel to it like and with like some circus stuff kind of thing and then you kind of play in the shadows, a kind of platformer almost playing in the shadows and then in and out of the shadows, different gameplay, depending on if you're in the shadows playing as a shadow or not. Very, very stylish, kind of an adventure puzzler kind of game, uh, a smaller indie title, depending on price, again, supporting indie titles. I, I would love to play this. Yeah. Very creative and definitely
1: uh, on my radar.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lego Marvel. Which awesome. Which had phenomenal voice acting fall of 2013 looked cool as shit i'm there you got me <laughs>
1: it's I, gonna be great <laughs> it, it is it
0: is uh next up the evil within actually you were talking about this
1: yeah this is a, a very interesting game because uh I, god i forget what company is putting it out but it's being made by shinji mikami who has been known for decades as the mastermind behind the resident evil franchise and uh, the last Resident Evil he made also happened to be the last good one that came out, being Resident Evil 4. And this is you know, his next new game where he is taking horror to – New heights. Oh, and new depths. Yeah. I mean, and they, just, with the next generation of graphics, man, that blood looks good. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a lot of the little things that they were talking about that really set the game apart. How even on widescreen, it's letterboxed. Like, it's the actual aspect ratio of, like, a movie screen. It's not, you know, it's not your normal aspect ratio. And in doing that, it cuts off what would normally be the top and the bottom of the screen to the point where, like, you can't even see the ground under your feet when you're playing. And just that small little change makes it seem that much more confined and uncomfortable, which... On one hand, you know you don 't want your game to be uncomfortable, but on the other hand, and if it 's a horror game, you do, you kind of do, yeah,
0: and what they were <laughs> saying is they want you always uncomfortable
1: and the The best thing I heard is they said, you know when you open a door, your character can see what 's on the other side of the door before you can, so he 's going to react to it, and then you 're going to react yeah. to him, <laughs> and that 's brilliant, like Shinji Mikami. Is is a great game designer, and I'm really interested to see like just like we were talking about with Bungie. I'm really interested to see what he can do when the chains are taken off and he just goes nuts.
0: You know what I love about this is that as opposed to all the other zombie shooter games that are out there or the Resident Evils and things like that, they were saying this is not an adventure game. You have to focus on survival. Not on being the Mm -hmm. biggest badass and being able to fight your way out of anything. No, you just have to survive. Avoid encounters at all costs and just survive. There's a very dynamic AI, they were saying. So it's not where you're going to be able to try something and then it fails and you think, okay, I should have done it this way. And then just find the way that the game designers want you to play a level. No, it's going to change. So you never can get comfortable and know that, oh, okay, next time I try, I know what it is that I missed. <laughs> might not be the same the next time. So, yeah, yeah, this is this is a horror, survival horror game. And I love that because it's not just go in and
1: kill all the zombies. Yeah, because now that Dead Space is not Dead Space anymore, it, there's definitely a, a gaping hole in the horror genre. And then, of course, it's in an asylum there you go there you go.
0: and you need to kind of solve what is reality and what is isn't. uh <laughs> i love that you start off the game upside down hanging like yeah. a slab of meat in there it's like oh dude right then like oh awesome uh next up we saw a little bit on dc infinite crisis which is going to be a, a moa with alternate alternate versions of all the heroes and and uh and villains and whatnot. It's going to be free to play, very much like a Lowell League of Legends, but with DC characters. I don't know if you are pretty hyped about this.
1: I'm interested, but could, you know I have my issues with mobas in general. So yeah.
0: Um, next up, title that you are no doubt very excited for, Lords of Shadow Two. Oh oh yes yes right, yes, 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 yes 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 yes.
1: Because of course I loved the uh, the first Lords of Shadow. Did I tell uh, you
0: I picked that up? Hmm? did I tell you I picked that up oh, I got no, you it didn't. no yeah um all of the the Kmarts in Canada were closing down and some of them are being changed into targets so um we went over to one that was closing right near to us and of course the games had been picked pretty dry by that point but they had the original uh the 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 Lords of Shadows and I thought you know what you raved about it and I thought ah, I'll pick it up as soon as I have a chance I'll give it a shot
1: Mm -hmm. And actually in August, I believe it is, they're finally releasing the original Lords of Shadow uh, on PC. Oh, cool. Because Lords of Shadow 2 is going to be available for PC. So they wanted to give people that bridge. And I also recently just finished the uh, the Mirror of Fate, the 3DS game, which right. was a blast. I loved it. So, I mean, I've always been huge Castlevania fan. And Lords of Shadow 2, they released, it was like the Saturday or Sunday before E3. No, it was Thursday even, before E3. Konami had a little special event where they showed off some stuff. And they released, it was a six and a half minute trailer just of music and fighting and characters and awesomeness like the music alone, <laughs> holy crap! They, they this is their last game for Castlevania. They said we're doing three games: Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, Lords of Shadow Two. That's it. They, they get in. They're doing something completely unique for the franchise, and then getting out while you know while they're hot, moving on to something new. So it's. Oh. Because uh, without ruining anything, since I I know there's a lot of people out there who still haven't played the original, so I'm giving them an opportunity to play it on PC and highly recommending that they do. Uh, In this game, you actually play as Dracula. You're not the vampire hunter in this game. You are the vampire. And that lends all new Avenues for combat. Oh, Jesus, yeah. uh, he has his own version of the traditional, you know, vampire killer whip, uh, as well as uh, like a melee gauntlet for really powerful close range attacks. And then he sword. also has a sword, a void sword. They call it, it's yeah. Which in the first game you had, you know, light magic and dark magic. Which light magic healed you, dark magic did extra damage. While well, they're actually implementing that into the actual gameplay now, where you can switch between weapons on the fly mid combo. Even and get the effects you want. Oh God, I cannot wait for this game. Yeah, a lot of the
0: abilities are powered by blood too because he's that. And then you have the blood drinking finishers and things like that. The combat was slick as hell,
1: Mm -hmm. and the the majority of the game is going to involve you know exploring Dracula's castle. And but they've also said there's a hefty chunk of the game that if you choose the entire Well, I don't say world, but the entire city surrounding the castle is free roam. Where in that traditional, you know, not I don't want to say traditional, but in that more recent traditional Castlevania vein of, as you gain more powers, you can continue to explore the world and unlock new stuff. And I, I, this is the game for me this year. As much as I'm looking forward to so much other stuff, Castlevania is it.
0: the the demo that they showed and I watched a couple of different videos for this and listened to the devs and whatnot. This is going to be very cool. And then they, again, listening to the community and the fans and things like that, improving some of the things that people didn't like as much. They're doing the platforming differently as well Mm -hmm. to make it a lot faster and dynamic kind of thing where it'll highlight different places you can platform and hang and bounce to kind of thing. So, Making it so that, again, it, it, it doesn't slow you down in any way, just yeah. makes it a very cool mode of transport port or different kind of if you need to go somewhere else within the castle, higher or lower. It just makes it cool, fun, fast.
1: And it even makes sense, though, because it would stand to reason that Dracula is going to be able to jump around a yeah. heck of a lot better than you know Gabriel Belmont could. Yeah, Yeah, Definitely.
0: Okay, so we're going to finish on the game that uh, we've been talking about a hell of a lot. I actually was not aware that they had a presence here (laughs) until I saw it just yesterday, or or, sorry, this morning, and thought, crap, I got to watch this before we talk about the E3. And so I watched it this afternoon, and that is Hex Cryptozoic was at E3 and there was a fantastic interview with GameSpot uh, with Corey Jones, one of the developer, the main dude. And so they talked about the game. They gave us a lot of information, especially for people who did not know a lot of things about the game. Now, we're, we're going to talk about it here now as well, just to give some information, but just to let people know, once again, we talked about it during our, our game yesterday of Might and Magic, but we are going to do an Internet Dragons TV episode just devoted to Hex, and that'll be sometime next week. It'll be released either next week or the week after, depending on just how much there is to to edit of it, but it's going to be just on Hex giving a crap load of information. We're all locked in we each bought a tier, backing it up on Kickstarter. As did my son, who's actually going to appear on that episode as well. So we're we're really looking forward to, to to going over this now. For this here, again, Corey wanted to talk about the team that he's got too. So he's got like Chris Woods, who's worked on seven TCG AIs over his career. He's pretty much known as the best AI designer for TCGs. He's working on this. And then they've got Kevin Jordan, who worked on Warcraft, and he knows a ton about MMOs, and he's working on, again, a lot of the questing and the MMO aspects of this game. So if you're not familiar with Hex, it was a game that was put on Kickstarter. They'd been working on it for a while but they needed that last push to again work on a, a bunch of things that they had planned for it. They'd initially asked for $300,000 and they they hit 2.5 million. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is nuts. Okay, this makes them among one of the best. I'm not even sure if they are considered the highest for games. They
1: may be on return per like original so I, know, I know there are some who have earned more, but maybe not that we're asking for as little.
0: Right, right. in terms of how much you were asking and what you got, it, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. If you followed that Kickstarter like we did religiously, <laughs> there was a bunch of stretch goals as well. And it's funny because Corey actually said during this interview that he had a list of stretch goals before this started and then once it started and he saw how absolutely crazy it went because unlike most kickstarters that have that high peak where it starts off and then a lull there's this valley and then at the very end tends to kind of bounce back up again he said there was this spike up and then it maintained at around like 60,000 a day and it never dropped and it went up a little bit and de- and and then back to 60 and then at the end it shot up but he said like when it first started the based on the numbers the uh, one of his his staff went up to him and said like Kickstarter will give you a projection and it was projecting 2.19 and the guy <laughs> said like wouldn't that be awesome and Corey was like be quiet you're going to jinx us like don't say stuff <laughs> like that it'll never happen they surpassed that so again just to explain what Hexes. it's the first ever mmo tcg it's going to incorporate various mmo type mechanics with a digital only tcg and he made sure to to reinforce that here too because cryptozoic has made actual physical copies of their cards uh, of course the, the biggest one being the wow tcg but they do not intend on ever Doing that with hex, he says the only time you might see cards is if there's a promo for like a con well, or something like that.
1: As some of the people they've brought in, like the you know the industry analysts have said, it's physically impossible to play hex with real cards because of some of the strange mechanics. Yep,
0: yeah. And he was talking about some of them too. Here, you're going to have um, one of the biggest things is like the double back. And he says, one of the things that's got people most interested is on that double back of a card, there's actually going to be trophies based on whatever achievements you've gotten. (laughs) Those will stay on there as well. So that if you sell it on their auction house, it's added value to the card. There is a crap load of stuff here. Um, Again, some of the things that they talked about, we already knew, like the socketable cards that you could put gems in. There's equipment and how dramatically that equipment on your hero, your champion is going to change the game. And then like the, the, the way it's going to work. And this is one of the things that actually, I was curious about that the, he explained more at the top level of your account is basically your keep they're calling it. Within your keep, you're going to have champions that you're going to create. And then these can be like, there's a bunch of different, uh, like the, the racial choices and, and the classes as well. And then you're going to unlock talent trees for the classes as well. And then basically you assign a deck to that champion. So part of the fun will be in figuring out what types of decks work best with the best certain types of champions, and then what kind of skills through the talent tree work best when taking into consideration some of the raids you're going to do. Raids, people. Raids in a TCG. You and (laughs) two buddies can go out and do a raid. And these raids are massive. Massive raids that you're playing. You're fighting multiple bosses. If you make it to the very end, because it can take a little while to get there, and you've actually beaten them all, the loot is even better because you've made it through to the end and then you're going to have where they were saying like you're going to want some decks heal more so one of the raid may want to play a deck that has more healing in terms of again encounters in an mmo you're going to be doing the same kind of things but with a freaking tcg a digital tcg and then we were talking again about the gills And yes, folks, we will have a guild. (laughs) So if you're interested, I'll be running that guild. These numbnuts are going to be there. My son, we're going to have a blast with this. Because you can set up guild tournaments even. So in so much as they're going to have their own PvP tournaments, official tournaments, you can have guild ones too. Just for fun, yeah, put up your own. That's
1: when the IDTV face-offs are going to be transitioning over to. Yeah,
0: Oh, yeah. No, no doubt about that. So, like, there's a lot of things. And then, like I said earlier, there's an auction house here. Now, what I love to hear, and, and I've read and heard from Corey about, and not just him, but other people at CryptoZoa how they're saying, like, this is the game they want to play. So they don't want to screw it up. And they don't have shareholders that they have to report to so they're not going to be nickel diming nickel and diming us and he made a point of saying that a few times so and he knows that like with the auction house he says they will not be doing or receiving any money from those sales as opposed to say a certain blizzard no 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 he says they know better they are not getting involved he says a company should not be involved in a secondary market for cards or any per- any items so which is the the auction house. So they would have their fingers in this. So there's going to be all these phenomenal aspects. And because it is a game for and built by gamers, we know it's going to be great. We're looking at the guild system, fully fleshed out, really good guild system. We're looking at factions, crafting and crafting recipes (laughs) in this. Um, Very much of a sandbox TCG, which a lot of people can't wrap their head around that, but because of how many things you can define in your deck, not that the deck defines it, you do because of the talent trees, what you choose to socket, what equipment you choose to to put on your, your champions and your characters, all of these things will make it much more personalized. Again, a lot of information that we already knew, but what was new that he talked about. Um, also, like they're they're planning a like he quoted in like a Wild West bracket kind of thing for PvP, where it will actually allow you to play with your PVE decks, because Ooh. you have to keep in mind the cards aren't going to be used for both so you're going to have a pvp deck and a pve simply because some cards aren't allowed in the pvp to make it much more structured because that's going to be fully fleshed out tournaments that they're hoping to eventually give cash rewards for and stuff like that but they want that crazy no holds bar use your pve crazy ass deck and he says most of the people are so excited for that that they're really going to be pushing that and doing a lot more with it as well I don't really
1: think there's anything more I can say.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> uh, also talking about, because they were saying, okay, well, if it's free to play, how are you going to make your money? And he was saying, of course, there's they're not looking at nickel and diming us. They're, people will give money because they want to support them because they know what they're getting is going to be great. So there's going to be platinum is going to be the in-game currency, which you're going to be able to buy if you want, but there's also, it's going to be just booster packs. So your booster packs are not going to just have cards though. In addition to the cards, each booster pack has a, uh, a reward locker, like a, a freaking locker that has various, it's a treasure chest, various items. And he says, it can be anything. All kinds of different crazy stuff or or uh cards that are again equipment for your stuff or for your keep or whatever. There could be another booster pack inside of the <laughs> treasure chest that's in your Yo booster. Dog, pack. I
1: heard you like booster
0: packs. Yes. So we put a booster back in your booster pack. I mean everything he said in this interview just got me so much more excited for this game and I mean we're very excited here. Like I actually picked up one of the $250 tiers for myself. That's how I've never backed. Oh, you didn't know that. I thought you knew that. (laughs) I have, this is the only game I've ever backed on Kickstarter. Same here. And I, I went all in like,
1: (laughs) well, you see what's great about that is since everything is digital, there is zero cost to Cryptozoic. They don't have to make t-shirts. You know they don't have to ship posters around the world. They can. That's what got me. You know, as as much into it as it was that there was tremendous value for the backers. Oh yeah. So so like and it, at zero cost to them. Yeah. The the
0: tiers for the Kickstarter thing were insanely well done, and enough so that a lot of the money they made was people returning. And buying additional packs just because of the value of those tiers. They gave you so many boosters and other cards that knowing you're going to spend that money on boosters anyway, once the game starts, then here you can buy and get more for your money. So, I mean, I'm getting over 160 or 175 boosters. Like, it's mayhem. So, and in addition to all the other things. How awesome is that first day going to be? Oh, dude, man. And the (laughs) tier that I got is the dungeon crawler tier. So, for the life of the game, I'm going to get 100% more gold and rewards from any dungeons that I run, PvE content. So, I mean, Jesus. And then my son... I had told him because he was really excited in this and being a good dad, I told him I'll pay for half of whatever you want to get up to at that point, I'd said the King tier. So it's a hell of a good deal for him getting an insane amount of cards for really not a lot of money. So he decided on the King tier, which is the lowest or the highest one before you start hitting those 250 brackets. And, uh, There's no for life with those for any kind of thing because there's different tiers that had, like there was the, the, the dungeon crawler, there was a, a guild leader, a raid leader, different ones. And so he got that, that, that the king one, and then without telling him, I actually bumped him up to the collector tier which is another $250 one. He was pretty happy when he found out. And that one for the (laughs) life of- Why didn't you bump up my tier without telling me about it? Uh, Because you don't take out the garbage, (laughs) at least not mine. So for his, for the life of the game every year, he's going to receive six alternate art PVP cards that will be never, ever released any other way. And because most pe- people who are in that collector bracket will want to keep those, there's going to be very few of those on the auction house. And when they're there, they're going to be a small fortune. So he is, just like me, very excited about this. So obviously, we just sunk a lot of money on this. You got which tier?
1: Uh, the captain tier, knight okay. tier, one of those. Champion maybe? Uh, something. Okay. Well, it was like 50 $60. So. Okay, right. So
0: even at that, you're getting an insane amount of cards for that. And then Joe as well. I can't remember which one he got. It wasn't one of the higher end ones, but it was still, he's very much looking forward to it. So all that just to say, again, you will be hearing more on Hex from us before the game starts, as well as as soon as that beta starts. Because we're, or sorry, the alpha even. We're getting alpha access. We'll be talking about it more on Internet Dragons TV. So you will want to keep track of that. So now we're going to end this off. We've been talking long enough here. And the obvious questions is not counting consoles because it's quite obvious there. But two questions What were you most impressed with? And what are you most excited to play?
1: Well, excited to play, I think you kind of figured out that's Castlevania. Yeah just pure fanboy reasons most impressed with absolutely has to be destiny right
0: i can't argue with you with destiny and and i'm i'm finding it hard to kind of say <laughs> not just say destiny for both of them because I, I I'm I'm so psyched for that, and obviously the crew too, like, but most impressed with without a doubt is is Destiny for Myself. Most excited to play if I think back to each of the announcements and which one I literally kind of said, oh dude, I'm playing that immediately as soon as it comes out. It was freaking Tiny Tina's Assault on the Castle. <laughs> to me, that was because I know how amazing the DLC has been. That was the one that for me, like, I I mean, again, I said the same thing for the crew when I found out more and obviously uh, Thief, what I saw as well, the Walking Dead stuff that I saw. But the one that for me that went, as it was, I'm watching him going, damn, I can't wait to play that. That's freaking awesome. It was Tiny Tina's. Which says a hell of a lot for our old pals at Gearbox. <laughs> so that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thanks for listening. I apologize again because there's no video for this. It's not a vidcast. I, If I knew that it wouldn't just get flagged immediately and y'all wouldn't see it anyways, I would invest the hours to put together a phenomenal video. But unfortunately, I know it'll get flagged. So you'll have to just put up with the audio. Like I said, we are going to have that hex video that is going to be available either next week or the week after it'll probably be available the week after, but we'll record it sometime next week. And we are going to be continuing with our might and magic games. I, I mean, I, I embarrassed Vince really badly, but there uh, was no I'm, embarrassment. Oh, there should have been if there was <laughs>
1: You got a lucky draw, is all no, of No,
0: no, no. Skill, my friend, skill. So that's it. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you guys soon. Make sure to stop by InternetDragons.tv for more information. Please subscribe to this channel. Leave us comments if there's anything you'd like us to talk about. And follow us on Twitter at InternetDragons. So take care, folks.